2: Tsunami Faithful's Adult Swim Tsunami Top 10, The Top 5. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have.
3: Paul scroll the founder of TsunamiFaithful.com. And. Samurai Darrell
4: Maddox, not inebriated enough.
5: And. Your sassy lady here, Happy Kuro Kitty, just getting there with the inebriation.
4: Sweet.
0: Uh, hey, it's V-Lord GTZ, who is uh, surprisingly sober, since I don't have any alcohol in my house.
2: <laughs> you.
0: That's surprisingly, surprisingly
2: sober. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Disappointingly is the word uh, you're thinking of, V-Lord. Yeah, I mean, like... I you guess. This
4: is, you, you know what? I'm ashamed to call you my digital son at this point.
5: Sunday fun day, my friend.
3: <laughs> let's just speed just up on V-Lord. It'll make us all feel better.
1: Yeah.
5: No, I love V-Lord. He's I'm, like... Who I wish I had the dedication to be. <laughs> He's so. No focused.
0: one wants to be V Lord Coro.
3: You're so V Lord only gets two hours of sleep every night. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do not want to be V Lord.
5: But I have like the attention span of a cat, literally. So, and you seem real focused in your life, and I appreciate that.
0: Well, would oh. you trade that for no sleep?
1: That's true.
5: As a cat, I need my eighteen hours. I'll let you know when I actually manage to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dude, I am part of so, team, no sleep. So Sketch, you want to explain the rules for part 2. Well, uh the rules are if if we've
2: talked about one of these shows before, we're not going to say much. So be sure to listen to part 1, which is all of ours top 10 through 6. And uh because it was brought into question, just what the hell was CJ on about? I don't <laughs> I, know. I inquired and mainly his reasonings for selecting shows like Dimension W and A Kill were, they were just shows that he really enjoyed watching on Toonami, and there have been so many shows that he liked a lot on Toonami, but, you know, he watched them somewhere else. So, to him, the shows that he was excited to see on Toonami each and every week, those are the kinds of shows that made it onto his list. I hated Dimension W. I know, babe. I know.
5: That you know, he makes a good point too. Because when we when we we have access to these great streaming services like Funimation and Crunchyroll and and all the others, we're able to to more easily access the anime. So it can be challenging sometimes to see something fresh on Toonami. But when you do see something fresh on Toonami, and I always try to to do a mild prediction of what I think could make it on there, so I'm always surprised. You, you know, you you can appreciate it with other people. You can you can watch it together and enjoy it together. So I I can see why C J made his list, structured it the way he did, and and I think that that there may be other people who think the same way. So so it's good to to represent that in these lists.
2: Oh, I definitely do. When uh, at least the majority of my list were shows that I particularly enjoyed watching on Toonami. Not too many of them did I see on Toonami first before anywhere else but i mean i just watch a lot of shows so <laughs> that's kind of the nature of the beast i gotta do things like hold off on watching fire force season two because i knew it was coming to Tsunami. same and i did
3: well at least after a couple of episodes and that's the only way to do that's it nice. is watching that tsunami. I mean, it, I- is.
5: it is the way to do it guys and if you're watching and you do wait Tweet on, uh, tweet it on Twitter, and then uh, you can join the group, and it's all a very fun, fantastic way to, to do it with friends.
4: So. so would you
2: say, this is the way? This is the way. I am still waiting for Mob Psycho Season 2.
1: <laughs>
0: I will well, keep waiting. I mean, given what Jason waiting. said, we might be waiting a long yeah. time.
2: Okay, but yeah. we're coming on two years, so I think... I think that it's finally going to happen next year, but
5: yeah, we can get grid, very man. Clever though. Sorry, you go ahead, Darrell.
4: No, no, no. I was just saying we can get SSS great man.
5: Yeah. We can get that. It's well, the just,
2: assassination maybe Classroom maybe. is an excellent uh, like. There was definitely a time I was like, "Oh, this would be cool to have on Toonami," and now that it's on Toonami, it's like, "Yeah, this is a fun show to revisit and to see other people's reactions to." And Toonami now has a really hard time with getting things first before anybody else. But, unless, of course, it's an original. But, it's the community experience that keeps us coming back, I feel. It really is. Right. I, and we actually get to watch things together, make our comments. Because, like, last night,
4: I was going off when I saw Ogun on um, Fire Force. And I started getting some backdrop.
5: Yeah.
3: Well, if maybe maybe Funimation's giving Toonami all these shows because... They can't have Mop Psycho Season 2. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
2: Deals Look, be don't. complicated. And yeah, like uh, we're, we're finally watching that last bit of sword art on Toonami now. I'm like, oh! Ho, ho. <laughs>
3: Stuff to talk about!
1: Yeah. Dude, <laughs> it
3: was hot. And by the way, we are kind of recording this a little bit early, but let me just say that I don't see Toonami going anywhere when anime's cheaper to license than shows that like family guy. So I wouldn't worry about that happening anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I
5: I would also point out that Toonami has really expanded its repertoire of the types of shows it, 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 um, it streams. Like they've always liked to pick edgy action animation, but now they're adding different types of comedy and horror and mystery and they're really expanding how they how they do what they stream so it it makes it a lot more fun to guess at what what else could they possibly show and and what else will they team up to do original and i think i think that people should stick around you know just because things got a little slow in 2020 that's like that happened everywhere so don't let that affect you stay tuned i think we're going to be surprised with what happens next two years and, and we'll continue to enjoy what they, what they give us.
4: The thing is, you know, the guys down there with your street, they have always pretty much provided us with some good content, you know, Jason Gill, mm-hmm. the rest of the crew, you know, they haven't let us down, you know, and
3: I kind of, I really do trust their judgment more than anything. Yep. Well, All right. Well, well, you, you're forgetting the one, the one most important thing. Tsunami makes money. Toonami <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, makes, makes money. So, I mean, as long as they're continuing to make money, I don't think Water Media is going to be like, get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, also, if you I haven't don't...
5: sat and watched Toonami and wanted to order in Wendy's after like three or four commercials and I don't know what you're <laughs> watching.
1: <laughs> or go also... to
0: Hot Pocket. Yeah. I, don't I don't want to a Hot Pocket.
5: pocket.
3: <laughs> I also don't think that... I don't know. I I, I don't I, I don't think that you know they would put Toonami on in Latin America if Toonami wasn't anything important. So
5: mm-hmm. you're here. It yeah, is. I a
3: mean,
0: is a yeah. Tsunami as a brand has still a lot of value. Mm-hmm. It
3: does, and I mean, in France, it's just it's killing it over there. Ah yes,
0: yeah, so.
5: Tsunami,
2: France, where Adult Swim is a block on Toonami.
5: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: That
3: That's the reverse. And, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, what if Adult Swim turned into tsunami? Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe this is where they're going with this because it's just like, hmm. I don't know. I, I think Jason would probably get annoyed with that. But, you know.
5: Paul, you just described what could be the next April Fool's. <laughs>
3: Don't give them ideas, no.
5: <laughs> they, is, they, uh... I predicted accurately the last one where they did the Japanese dub, so I'm...
2: You I'm actually a... called that? That's that's wild.
5: I know. I was so excited when they did it, too. I don't care what anyone says. That was awesome.
3: Yeah, I it. <laughs> it was. It didn't do well in the ratings, but it was. I mean, you even had Japanese voices
2: for Tom and Sarah.
4: Yeah. Yes. I mean the things that they said would not happen on Tsunami actually did. I was like, look here. Actually got subs on there for once. You know. Something that people, you know, they you know, they said that wouldn't happen. It actually happened. we actually got a couple of subtitle animes.
0: So Yeah, like Mind Game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So uh Kim Manning did make it fairly clear that they're not intending to regularly air subtitle things anytime soon.
5: That's fine. That's fine. But she's not
2: opposed to the idea.
4: You know, I'm still just pulling for the hentai power hour, though. Leaving (laughs) with Bible
2: Black. Well, at Um, least Max mentioned Bible Black on (laughs) Kimusetto.
4: I mean, (laughs) exactly. Not to mention, we can get a blue girl in this too.
1: Oh, oh my god. Talk there you the go. We're all for that.
4: Y'all know That's it's going to happen. Why do y'all act so surprised when I talking about the blue girl? I'm never surprised. Because we know it's not going to happen. You know, on it, um... that
5: note,
2: <laughs>
4: never
5: surprised. we should start yeah. with the countdown from five.
2: <laughs> yes. So, I know I mentioned that you should just listen to the previous episode to hear all of our other picks, but for the ease of the listeners... These are the shows that we have already discussed in some capacity: Akame ga Kill, Black Clover, Black Lagoon, Bleach, Boruto, Deadman Wonderland, Demon Slayer, Dimension W, Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, Food Wars, Gen Lock, Gundam, The Iron Blooded Orphans, Kill la Kill, Mob Psycho 100, My Hero Academia, One Punch Man, Outlaw Star. Parasite the Maxim, Samurai 7, Samurai Chan Plu, Sword Art Online, and Tenchi Muyo GXP.
5: Woo! Good
2: Ow! List. That's a good I list. Know. It really is. Alright. T- it's time t- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that means it's time for number five.
0: Okay, I guess I'm starting us off here.
3: Better be good, V-Lord.
5: Yeah, I mean,
0: I think my number five is a pretty good choice because it is Megalobox. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, so I've mentioned this before, but my favorite manga of all time is Tomorrow's Joe, which is the sort of basis for Megalobox. So even going into the series, I had a lot of investment already but a lot of it was more so concern rather than anticipation initially. Just because while Megalobox takes a lot of the ideas of Tomorrow's Joe, it shapes it into its own kind of unique way with this more futuristic story and everything. And while at first glance that was concerning, in execution it's just beautiful. Um, you can really tell when watching Megalobox that just so much love is put into it. From kind of the film grain old like style visuals to just kind of the more rustic uh futuristic uh world that it's set in, and beyond all that, like there are just tons of references to tomorrow's Joe, but they aren't overly blatant like fans like myself can like immediately notice them, but for newer fans and new viewers like. It just feels like an exciting sports series. And that is just like a great balance to make. Like, it's not trying to just like lean onto this nostalgia legacy that Tomorrow's Joe built up. It's really carving its own identity. Um, and I think the one thing that really kind of cemented it as a favorite of mine on Tanami is how it just truly understands the core messages of uh, what Tomorrow's Joe was. Uh, specifically in how every episode would end with the message of not dead yet, which is kind of a commentary on the fact that uh, Tomorrow's Joe is commonly misinterpreted as a story about fighting until you die. Um, especially it's the most commonly referenced scene, um, which it's like the main character, Joe Yabuki, sitting in like a chair and everything going to black and white. Uh, It's often represented as kind of a uh, symbolic version of death, but it's actually meant to represent fulfillment. And here in Megalobox, we really see that uh, perfectly captured in how like Joe is not fighting just for the sake of fighting until he dies. He's fighting so that he can find a purpose. And once he's reached that purpose and found fulfillment, that's the end of his journey. And that's what we see like, by the end of Megalobox, he's really able to get what he wanted, fight in the tournament, and come out of it alive and happy. And that ending message, like, while well, I think some people may be surprised, like, oh, Joe's alive at the end, it's really just perfect.
2: Yeah, I think it's a beautiful show, aesthetically pleasing to a T, and. Uh, if there's any way I could describe the journey of Joe, it's finding fulfillment. And at the end there, he's he's fulfilled, and he's content with the way things have gone, and he's satisfied that he did everything he could and finally got to fight the champ on the champ's terms.
5: You, you know, this is this is why I mentioned before why these lists are so great, because... The reasons that V Lord has for liking the show are so different from mine. His his connection to seeing it on Toonami is because of his love of the of reading the manga. For me, one of the things that I liked about Megalobox was it, it was a nice throwback to some Watanabe a style of animation. And and for those who listen to the first cop podcast, I I referenced Samurai Champlu was which was one of the first Watanabe shows but like it's got that same kind of style of a reckless hero involved in in a lot of action sequences but the other thing it too if you listen to the podcast where we did talk specifically about Megalobox was the action is fantastic and and I my reason for watching this was because I, I was you know I've done Prove McGough for a few years, and so there's a lot of in self defense. There's a lot of similarities to boxing, and it's really fantastic to see the animation of physical combat, and it done. It's done so well, and it makes it really compelling. You know, we watch animation sometimes to see something we can't see in real life, but sometimes when we see something that is real life, but done so seamlessly, it can be just as interesting and and that that whole hip-hop vibe futuristic vibe thrown in there with like that gritty, you know technology under a story makes it a a fun story it was such a great addition to Toonami and I think that that it's a good pick for V-Lord
0: yeah oh yeah one thing I forgot to mention like you said Kuro was like the music and I think uh, back when we did our Megalobox like discussion like way back when uh, we kind of mentioned how, like, music and action kind of have this, like, uh, natural kind of uh, parallel bond of sorts. Oh, yeah. And that really ties into the fact that, like, yeah, Megalobox is kind of a reimagining of an old story. And that hip hop music kind of fits that because it's more modernized, kind of like very urban music. And it really fits the type of action that Megalobox is going for perfectly.
1: Mm.
2: Even beyond that, I would say the total sound design of Megalobox, the combination of the music, the sound effects, the acting, it's just some of the best that's ever been on Toonami. Like you could just listen to that show and be so enthralled by what you're hearing.
0: Yeah, for sure. It really gets you hyped.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And the <laughs> like music, a
5: I mean voice actors moment... rapping?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you you listen to that music, and you're like, oh yeah, this needs to be on Adult Swim. <laughs> no way, this can't be on Adult Swim. It's got to be there. I might say that about some other shows, but uh, darn it, Netflix, Carolyn Tuesday.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. if only we could get Carolyn Tuesday or Nana. Oh, Nana would also be really good.
2: Like
4: mm-hmm. yes, music. The thing I didn't notice about tsunami, you know, it's always been there, man. Music has always been a big part of tsunami. I mean, you know, from the videos that you get or to some of the animes that actually have, like, good soundtracks, we all know that Bebop had a good one. Also, Michiko and um, Michiko the Hatchin had a real good soundtrack, too. You know, I always call Michiko the is um
3: I call that Brazilian Bebop.
4: <clears throat> but, you know, moving right along.
3: I mean, it, it, there, there's not much to say. I mean, this, the show wasn't on my list, but I did. I didn't. I didn't think the show was bad at all. I thought that it just. I kind of thought it was just too short. I thought it it should have had more to it. Honestly. Well,
2: good news. There's gonna be another season.
3: That's true.
0: Yeah, That's true. I, I'm very excited for season two. It's kind of like how I mentioned before. How like, Megalobox, Box, uh, the first season takes a lot of inspiration from. The first part of Tomorrow's Joe, while based on what we know so far of season two, that's taking elements from the second part, which is a lot more uh, darker and gets to kind of the more crueler aspects of being in a combat sport. So Um, I'm interested in how Megalobox is going to show its take on that.
2: Very intriguing. All right, Kuro, what is your number five?
5: Yeah, I'll, I uh, I picked Black Clover as my number five, and I will keep this brief because another person has mentioned Black Clover. But anyone who's read any of my tweets knows I love fantasy and fantasy everything, anime, games, books, everything. And it's really fun to see more fantasy on Toonami. I'm I'm just I love the the creativity, and the stretch of the imagination. And when you're dealing with powers and magic, you really have to to be creative, and they do a good job of, of, of kind of taking it to that level. But being but not taking itself too seriously, too, which is part of the reason I enjoy it. But more than anything, and I'll reference a specific scene to, to tell you why this is my number five. In the, the last part of the Royal Knights arc, when they're sort of doing these uh, fights for who's going to be in the royal knights, and that's the end of season two, I believe. Um, there's a scene when all fights his brother Langris, and he gets knocked out. And right before Langris loses his mind and goes to try and kill his brother, uh, Asta, Magna, and Luck rush in, and they're like there with their powers ready to just defend their friend and destroy him and say don't you touch him. And that moment to me like it was almost emotional and exciting at the same time to see the, the 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 level of loyalty and friendship that was so strong that they're willing to disregard all rules just to take care of their friend. That's the kind of thing I love seeing in these these shows. And 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 there are lots of examples in it, but this one is just, it's so potent and it sticks in my mind so strongly. And, you know, without going into all the reasons that I like it, I felt like this was a good illustration. And I get, you know, it's got some cheesy elements, but I feel like that's why, I think that's intentional. I think the show does that on purpose, so it surprises you with these moments of of creativity and 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 newness and individuality so you you get the characters and you feel kind of addicted to the way what's gonna happen next you know so that's why Black Clover is my number five.
2: My impression of Black clover is that it realizes what it is very much so and the author does things in a way and says okay, this is something you've seen before and other things but I'm just gonna, keep up the pace, keep up the action, Mm -hmm. and occasionally subvert your expectations in ways that you would not expect.
5: And it wouldn't work if it didn't develop its own kind of rich mythology. The whole backstory with the elves, like, it kept me guessing. I kept wondering, you know me, I watch this, for anyone who's read my Twitter, I watch this with my sister, and we are, are always trying to formulate our theories about what's going on in the background before we knew everything and it was really fun trying to put together like what could happen so even there's a certain element of predictability there's also a huge like well wait a minute is that what's really happening and then they throws you they throws you a curveball so i love that in my anime and i think more than anything it should be fun to is about having fun and black clover to me is fun
0: yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I've had this conversation with CJ before, actually, and I really do feel Black Clover is kind of a love letter to everything action, mm. um, like especially kind of shown in battle series kind of that have preceded it. And mm-hmm. Black Clover is very self-aware of that and tries to do its best to kind of bring in all the elements that people love about it while weeding out some of the more kind of boring elements, which is kind of nice.
2: Like a greatest hits of Shonen battle.
0: <laughs> exactly. And
4: you got to love Captain Yami. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: He Basically,
4: Yami you. cusses everybody out. <laughs> he's constantly taking poops, and he drinks, and he's constantly got that cigarette, and you just don't care. But the thing is, the Black Bull is like the best... I would say the best squad because they're a melting pot of like different people from different backgrounds and they're just the Misfits, you know, the Misfits. (laughs) But the thing is, it works, but it works though. I mean, it's like you slap a whole bunch of stuff into a stew, but somehow it just comes out right.
2: And another thing that is President Black Clover, you have Yami and then you have his relationship with the current Wizard King and you're like, there was a shonen adventure story with those two guys that happened way before what's happening now. And that's just an interesting, like, you see Yami as a guy who went on those adventures and he, now he's, you know, he's old and grizzled. And has a different perspective on life. And it's just Only interesting. He's
5: 29 or something, or 30-something. What do you mean, old?
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's so old in shonen anime. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> don't true. you remember they called Laiaro an old man when he was 19?
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
2: But it's the... It... <laughs> Honestly, I don't have the firmest grasp of how old characters are in Black Clover. But... There, you you could tell that there was an adventure before this, and now this is the next generation, and Yami's looking out for the next generation. And I, I mean, like Duda is element.
4: basically a foreigner, man. Uh, people that don't even like him, and he literally just doesn't care, <laughs> but he still helps people. I swear, man, I see so much of myself in Yami sometimes, man. I
5: like that. That's cool that you see yourself in a character. Like, I'm dead
4: serious because y'all know me, man. I'm, yeah. I come off rough, but deep
2: down, I do have a hard go, man. And Yummy's like that. If only Yummy could understand cool. how Charlotte feels.
1: <laughs>
5: God, I ship it so hard. Oh my God, I can't handle the ship. It's Trust so me. hard.
4: <laughs> I mean, we all shipping that one right there, man.
5: <laughs> She's so adorable. Ugh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm gonna I
4: mean like when she has that moment of vulnerability, you love it, but because she's such a strong character.
5: And you love it it because she she's developed she's decided that's not gonna be her defining moment though. She's decided she wants to be strong. She's not gonna be rescued all the time. Like but all of these characters have those moments. Like, I if you know. see past the BS, they all have this, like, really compelling you know, like storyline.
4: Exactly, but we can reason. all... My bad. Go ahead, girl.
5: No, you go on, girl.
4: I am about to just say, we can all agree that the most badass character on there is Mary Leona, man.
5: Oh, God, that, yes. Oh, yeah. That is
4: wife. That She's is boss
5: bitch. I love her. She's my favorite. Oh, my God. If 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 I could be any character on that show, I would be her. But the only thing, I will admit this, and I think I think that people who complain a little bit too much, in my opinion, about it on Twitter can agree, is that there's some weird pacing issues when they do backstory, and they will interrupt a, an arc to do, like, half an episode of someone's backstory. I mean, that's yeah, just that's-
2: Naruto and Bleach. Yeah,
5: it's just, <laughs> so like, that that is a pacing element you can you can work out better i feel like that's a that's just it just doesn't it feels it feels disruptive to me especially if you're in the middle of an action scene and it it annoys me quite frankly and i think that they can do it a little better but that's why it's number five and not like higher so i'm done (laughs) all
3: right now that we've lingered way too long on this let's move on Okay, uh,
2: CJ's number five is Blue Exorcist.
5: Woo! Nice. Yes. That is
0: a
4: good pick, CJ. I think Kuro should take he it here.
5: It? Because it has the world's best fucking demon cat. That's why. We can all admit Kuro is the boss kitty in that whole anime. Right? Right? Yes. Right.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> wait, but wait. Kianana?
5: Oh, Kilala and I are just good cousin friends. Let's just, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. There's no, there's no hard feelings. We're just different generations. I'm from the new generation, and Kilala's from the old tsunami generation. <laughs> but, uh,
2: but I will say that Kilala doesn't like booze, so that loses her points. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, those points with me right there.
5: CJ, I think likes that Rin is a relatable character, like. Regardless, and, and anyone who listened to our Demon episode, and if you haven't, do it right now. It's a lot of fun. Um, Brynn has that that combination of... of um, He knows what he is, and he may be powerful, and he may have something that resembles evil in him, but the fact is, he's just a kid that is wants to do the right thing, and he wants to be like his dad and his brother. And so... And he's very, very determined and he's very intense and, and just like a teenager is and it makes him such a, a, a fun, interesting character to watch.
2: All right. Anybody else? Nope. Next! My number five is Ginty Tartakovsky's Symbionic Titan. I love this show. I so wish that it had an ending, but the 20 episodes that we did get, just so good, such great drama, great action, hilarious moments, and some pretty pretty freaking rad uh, combination of uh, CGI and 2D animation that just looks so slick. And you get these huge battles in pretty much every episode. Giant robot versus kaiju monster. And they just rip them apart. So freaking good. But some of my favorite episodes have to do with the the actual uh, uh, the, the characters. Like Lance has a very compelling backstory. That's one of my favorite episodes. And there's this one episode where Octus is the only one that can move and everything else has it stands still in time and it's just an episode of octus by himself observing things and i think that's really interesting and and there are of course lots of good jokes like some pretty (laughs) pretty on point jokes about teen television (laughs) and stuff like that and you know lots of homages to Plenty of things. There's, like, a Fast and the Furious type episode. Like, they really just had a playground where they could do all kinds of ideas set in a modern setting. Whereas now a lot of his shows do, like, a futuristic setting or a really prehistoric setting. So seeing him handle stuff in a modern setting with more story depth than, say, Dexter's Laboratory, which was a fantastic show, too... It's just so dang good. And I'm happy that Toonami gave it an airing. I wish that they would have been able to maybe revive it in some way. But it was just nice to have on Toonami because it was worth airing. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that some people actually discovered it because Toonami aired it because Toggonic Cartoon Network didn't treat it very well. And Not that either. really is a shame. Oh. And that Solomon guy, what a badass! Uh, yes, <laughs> what a badass Solomon!
3: Oh yeah. Well, it, it's it's a it's a good sign that it's on Netflix. So hopefully, you know, maybe there might be something in the future for it. You know, we're we're all still holding out hope that maybe Symbionic Titan, you we're know, get the final
4: season at least.
3: Right, like maybe somehow Gendy just has give me six right.
4: more episodes. Dude, all he has to do is just do a movie, man.
2: But but there again, I mean, a movie could finish it out, yeah.
3: But there again, would a second season of Symbiotic Titan even show up on Toonami? I mean, Gendy doesn't like Toonami, so
2: let's not lean too hard into that. But
3: (laughs) I'm just saying, hey, he he wants to be an ass about that. I wouldn't be surprised if he's an ass about that. I mean two. like I'd, I'd be happy
0: with Symbionic continuing regardless of where it is like I think yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah. somewhere
2: else on Adult Swim I don't Netflix care Netflix yeah, I don't, I don't care. care just give me the rest of the story
0: yeah like I remember when I was at a uh, New York Comic Con last year at like Gendy's panel for Primal someone brought up Symbionic Titan and like always he said uh, no plans right now but never say never could happen eventually and I'm hoping that he does get the chance to do it eventually. Um, I think the fact that like Kurt Network wrote it off is the only thing that's really stopping it.
3: Mm. Well, I mean, if there's one thing that we we've all learned, it's that some of these shows have weird rights where like if you quote unquote write a show off, you can still bring it back or do another season um in some weird way because like for example, Gandhi may have the the rights to do another season. We don't know. We maybe. we, we yeah. don't know
2: those things. You know what I mean? So It was surprising to probably. see it on Netflix.
0: Yeah. yeah. Plus like Gandy's studio was also involved in it, right? So like it's possible yeah. maybe they have rights or some other so. company has rights so it's probably
3: who knows. yeah i mean we'll, we'll see i mean i i'm i'm hopeful for that and i'm also hopeful that we'll see Megas XLR somewhere too as well not not another season cuz that's completely dead but at least mm-hmm. it's streaming somewhere i think i think because Symbionic titan got that i would i would not be surprised if megas shows up streaming somewhere
2: Hopefully even on
3: hbo max mm-hmm. so but yeah you can still buy it on itunes <laughs> Yeah, it's been there for a while. And uh, Microsoft, too.
2: Yes, it's been there for so many years.
3: Yes, yeah, it's been been <laughs> there for so long. It's not even funny. And
2: we're still
4: on
3: Zoom. Mm.
2: <laughs> 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 but yeah, Symbionic Titan, fantastic American action show. Would love to see more of that kind of thing on Toonami. Mm-hmm. And that's why it makes my list. All
5: right. Solid pick sketch.
2: Mr. Durrell. What
4: is your number five? Same send the Titan, brother. So we can move nice. on to the next one. I mean, there isn't, there isn't anything I can say about it. This sketch hasn't said. But, you know, the thing is, I really wanted to know a little bit more about Solomon because he was a badass and I hated General Ironside so fucking much.
2: Yeah, but you got to appreciate the way
3: he said, the hammer. <laughs> yeah, the hammer. You you just liked it for the the
4: dance. That's what you liked. No, bro. It was more than that, man. I'm saying I really like the fact that Octus started to come into his own, being more aware that he was a um. You could say that he was a self-evolving AI, you know. And then you know it's you the did nice have romance. like Lance started to own up a little bit more. He wasn't completely emo and brooding, and right. you know the prince is basically um. You know, I guess you could say the Bella got a little bit better with her as well. She didn't see everything as being so freaking rosy. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of hate characters that's just like, oh, the world is so great and fluttering." by. No, dude, the world is dark and you need a reality check. she, kind of
5: her it. upbringing, but yeah.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, upbringing, but coming to Earth was a good wake-up call. Yes. I think this is the reason why we're the ghetto planet and nobody passes by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People literally roll up their spaceship windows when they pass by Earth. Yeah. I really believe that Earth is like a dang-gone alien penal colony, and we just got screwed <laughs> up. I, I do want
2: That's to touch
4: on... That's why you loved
5: Parasites so much. Yeah,
2: could
4: be.
5: You got the sci-fi genes stuck in your blood, bro. You got it in you. I get it. I get it. I'm with you.
4: I am a Tricky and a Star Wars fan and space above and beyond.
5: So let me ask you both something. Mm-hmm. Um, Since you both picked Symbionic Titan. Here's the thing about Gendy. If you've noticed his recent works, in, including let's say the 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 Samurai Jack uh, finale, he has a lot. He's added more mature themes to his programming. So if if they did decide to bring it back, would you think that? Wouldn't you think that he would add those more mature themes to this series too? And how do you um, think that would fit in with yeah. it?
2: Basically, already did. Yeah. <laughs> like, even besides the, you know, shaky booty quake which shake it, which obviously. Shaky yeah. booty over Obviously, Gendy is an ass man, and yeah. I approve. But a <laughs> ass survive, bro.
5: Content. I mean, the violence in the dark. The violence,
2: it was a <laughs> really violent show for Cartoon Network. They, like, a guy got <laughs> choked out. They, yeah. they punched. Uh, lance so many times that he was like missing teeth that like the real bad bad guy tortured people it's it was a fairly graphic show i think if they were to bring it back that they would just amp that up which would make sense because i mean it is an intergalactic war going on it's not gonna be pretty (laughs) so yeah
0: like it kind of like Just, like, was a bit subtle at times with it. Like, sometimes characters would, like, get killed off screen or something. But, like, Mm -hmm. the violence was all there. So, it would be, like, a natural escalation. I
2: would say so. Even more so than Samurai Jack, which always self-censored its violence up until That good old oil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blood spray oil. (laughs) It was necessary. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I don't think it would be not I I don't think it would necessarily hit uh, TVMA territory, but easy tv 14. Easy. All right, Paul, what is your number 5?
3: Well, my number 5 won't be a surprise cuz it's one of my favorite shows.
2: It's also and... Symbionic Titan.
3: <laughs> no, it's not Symbionic Titan. What? Um, it is a show that actually, I mean, is very relevant right now because we want its sequel to be on the block, and that would be Inuyasha. Oh.
1: Nice!
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. So, like- Inuyasha, obviously, I mean, I watched that on Adult Swim even before it was on Toonami, but the fact that it came on Toonami just was the icing on the cake because, well, as we learned from Jason, it should have been there all along anyways. Um... If not, but I mean, for an arrow. Yes, if not, but for an arrow. Um, I mean, and, and the show had been on Adult Swim for so long. I mean, I think all of us have watched the whole series, like, several times before it even showed up on Toonami. At least more than um, once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm still a little sad that, that Final Act wasn't, as good as the, the original series, but sucked the final act, man. Oh my God. It was so terrible, but yeah, I mean, it, it, the series itself is good and I'm really glad that they're bringing back the original voice cast to come in at various times throughout the series. Uh, the new series, I uh, yeah. But, you, um, yeah. And, um, I mean, it's 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 just a great show. I mean, obviously, you know, Kagome making Inuyasha sit every single freaking episode. I don't understand why that guy can even walk anymore. But whatever, <laughs> um,
2: he's he's half demon. He bounces. back. I don't
3: even know. I don't even know. You know, here, here's a good, here's a good point. Why doesn't Inuyasha have a concussion at this point, <laughs> dude? He's a demon.
5: The best it benefit matter. of being a half demon. He doesn't
3: yeah, that's, usually that's go head first. Uh, I guess what you could is, say.
5: Paul? What's your favorite thing about Inuyasha?
3: Um, his weapon. Uh, that's Ooh. that's my favorite.
0: Part.
3: His Vyga! The Ten Interesting.
2: Um, we we talked a lot about Inuyasha in the half demon episode too, but. I just want to say that having Inuyasha in that 5 a.m. hour of Toonami was just just great. It was great to have Inuyasha there as the last show on Toonami. It's such a cozy watch. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh that
2: ending song <laughs> is so good. Yeah, oh, just mm, vibing.
4: <laughs> I mean, it was a whole vibing mood, man.
3: I really, you once know, you
4: heard that you knew you knew what time it was,
3: and you know you know what really what really killed me too is like you got to the weapon kind of had its own evolution over the series, but then several different other weapons showed up in final act, and I'm like, why couldn't those have been in? Why couldn't that have been in the original series? Because I I, I kind of was like, man. They really needed to spread this. They needed to spread final act out so much better.
0: Yeah, final act should have probably been twice as long because that material, like originally in the manga, is amazing. It's just that it's way too like cramped together mm
1: -hmm.
3: because they
0: were adapting like ten to twenty chapters an episode.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean that that doesn't work. it (laughs) It, It slows down eventually, but it was it was like it was like the first couple episodes of final act, and you're just like. What just happened here? Um, okay, um, that, can you slow down a little bit.
5: <laughs> yeah, that a little bit to me feels like this kind of uh, old school um, a habit of anime or manga not having completion to their storylines, where they would drag mm-hmm. things out. And I think that that's what they did. Even having final act be so long and and I, 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 well. Waiting so long for it and everything and then just having that completion so late and so compact. It's just Japanese stories in general don't have a lot of quote unquote endings or happy endings the way we as Westerners view them. And so it, it's not surprising that it's taken until now for us to see anime that has a more circular complete storyline and mm. it's very irritating obviously because it's it's more ingrained in their culture than it is in ours so it's very irritating for us as viewers to see that in a story we love but but yeah like i can't help but feel like that element and you see it in so many anime i, I could waste a lot of people's time with the saying naming a few where
3: please it's don't not
5: completion <laughs> yeah and so i think that's why they the, the need because of the fandom they felt they had to do that that they mm. they sort of rushed that final lap but yeah. I don't think it takes away in any way to this series and it's a beautiful series and I have, I have nothing but great things to say about about it so pleased it was on Toonami because it made me a fan of it
0: yeah I mean cool. as, as many problems I have with the Inuyasha anime it is a very good experience and like I think a lot of people uh, get into like action series because of Inuyasha, just because it is such a accessible show.
1: hmm
3: yeah. Still still no. doesn't make it still <laughs> didn't make sense to me that it never that it didn't do well uh, for the bracket either. That that still doesn't that escapes me why that I didn't do well. I think it. that's a confusion but,
2: thing. Also but, it went up against a pretty tough competition.
3: Yeah, but well, it was very wanted, popular among our female viewers though. The other mm. the other thing I wanted to add too was um Unlike demon some cat? series pack,
5: demon I, cat no. demon cat no 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 no. no <laughs> very
3: good how about demon wolf demon wolf but no koga koga yeah. no 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 no, no. Uh, um,
2: Koga, the yeah. simp so
3: so, so simp. the one thing the one thing that i kind of talked about in the in the first part of our top 10 was how bleach kind of lost a little bit because of the fact that it had it had you know um, filler in it and Inuyasha never really had any filler. Or if there was filler, it didn't really feel like there was filler. It, it every change. episode. Right. And every episode
2: was. The Lord filler. could probably say whether or not there was filler in Inuyasha, but.
3: <laughs> there, there was always, quite a bit of
0: filler.
2: <laughs> always been of the opinion that I didn't care.
5: Yeah. You can't oh, tell. It but, was enjoyable. You can't tell.
3: It was enjoyable, yes. And that's the Some thing like stories
2: that. weren't as good as others, but I mean, when you write so many stories, that's a given. It's like. Pokemon, or Detective Conan, or Inuyasha, I said Inuyasha, <laughs> or, uh, well, yeah, I said Pokemon Detective Conan, it's, it's one of those series where you kind of, the idea is it, they go to a place, they do a thing, they go on.
0: <laughs> yeah, Conan, Conan is a very good comparison to it, because, like, they're both very sort of episodic series in a way, mm-hmm. especially, like, a good chunk of Inuyasha is just Monster of the Week, so you can splice in a fair bit of filler there without it feeling particularly jarring, and I think that's also probably why final act feels so much of a whiplash in comparison, mm-hmm. because yeah. that's just plot, plot, plot. While Inuyasha, the original anime, just
3: kind of took its time with things. It
2: was a leisurely stroll, and then it became a sprint.
5: Yeah.
3: Yes, <laughs> and it shouldn't have been that way either. It should have been. It should have been as long as it needed to be. If it had to be 50 episodes or if it had to be 36. Like, just do what you need to do to make sure that the story isn't, you know, just sped through. And honestly, like, you know, Viz releases Inuyasha pretty regularly all the time. They, you know, the update Blu-ray or update this or whatever. You know, one of the things I would love to see them do is go back kind of like with what they did with Kai and just update the shit out of Anayasha. And, you know, I mean, you don't really have to do too much with it because you have the dub. Um, I know that, you know, people are like, well, if you're going to redo it, you should redo the dub. I'm like, you don't really need to do that, in my opinion. Just see what you can do. Like, I I don't know if there's anything more than that. That that dub's iconic. Dub is beautiful. It is. It's cheesy. I
5: see what you mean, Paul. But, yeah. like, clean it up a little bit, modernize some of the scenes. Right. Be, yeah.
3: Like, do it. Do a version... Like, like do, do an enough, HD like, remaster. Right, do an HD remaster. A good HD remaster. Not, like, just, oh, it's an HD remaster. No, we didn't I'd do watch
5: that. I mean, isn't
3: that the current Inuyasha Blu-rays, though? Sort of. Sort of, not really.
2: I think that's really just an upscale.
3: Yeah. So... But, but I, that's why I like I it. Uh, might Sh- be speaking out of turn. Yeah, it's a
2: yeah. uh, it's it's a good show. I I think the characters are really what make it a good show. It's such a great cast.
3: Right, and the voice cast definitely makes the show. I think so. But uh, I think we've lingered a little long on this one, so let's let's move along to number four.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, V Lord, what is your number four?
0: Uh, yeah, my number four is Hunter Hunter. So,
1: yeah.
0: So, uh, for most of my childhood, like I would watch Yu Yu Hakusho to death. So when Hunter Hunter kind of was on Tanami, it was a very natural draw for me because like both Yoshihiro Togashi series, both battle series, like it's a very good mix right there. But what I really kind of love about Hunter Hunter is just like it embodies so many of these. Uh, appealing aspects of battle anime, but it also kind of spins a lot of them on its head. Uh, Especially in like uh, the later arcs like the York New City arc, where you have characters like Karapaka going on these revenge plots, but it's much more about tactics rather than uh, who's the strongest one in the room. And Mm -hmm. kind of having situations like that is really fun, because you're no longer thinking about, oh who has the highest power level or like, Oh, who can break this boulder faster? It's all about, okay, who can use their abilities to the best extent and in the best way. And I think Hunter Hunter, just excels at that way more so than like any other series out there. And as much as I have like various problems with the anime at times, it is a very good adaptation. Um, I think the only Mm -hmm. place where it really falters for me at times is Kamara Ant uh where the heavy narration Said everybody is, ever uh... <laughs> yeah but the heavy narration in particular is uh, how i feel you should not do an adaptation because you don't need yeah. all that dialogue just take it out uh... there's a
2: certain charm to it but it does get old
0: <laughs> it's just like oh the narrator is just a character now
1: oh god <laughs> yeah, pretty much
0: <laughs> but no, uh, like um Hunter Hunter is just a very solid series, and I also like that the anime also ends at a very nice point. Like the Chairman election arc is kind of like the quote unquote first ending of the series, according to Togashi, because like mm-hmm. Don's story is basically over. He found his dad. He's good, and like I, that makes it very satisfying. And even and though somebody Hunter punched Hunter, his
2: dad, thank goodness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh,
1: yeah. Well deserved
0: too. Best Biorio, big brother. Yeah, Leorio is best big bro. Like, Ging punch. deserved that punch. Ging is. Uh, man, a Ging daddy.
4: was trash as a dad, man. Like, dude, he's up there with Shao Tucker. Oof.
5: I wouldn't it, put it that high. It irritates me that it, it comes across like he's some idolic figure. I mean, it. I feel like every person who loves this series kind of hates Gin. <laughs>
0: I think that's because. the point, though, because this yeah. entire time, all of his peers like, hate him. Yeah. Well, yeah, not all yeah. his peers.
4: Like, a lot of people, they spoke so highly of him, but then, like, you find out, like, this dude literally just said, fuck them kids, man. Oh, well, fuck that kid anyway. It's kind of like a quote. I'm like, dude, you had a whole ass son that you left off on your sister.
5: He tried to, like, Darwinize his own kid. Let's be honest. That's the worst parenting ever. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely up just, there, oh but God. yeah.
0: I like a lot. Know a lot of people compare him to like a deadbeat version of like Yusuke. <laughs> I think that's kind of accurate. It is. Yeah, but no, <laughs> uh, I really do love like yeah. It's kind of having nice twists like that. Like okay, yeah, Ging isn't this messiah. He's just like an irresponsible dad. But and who
5: cares? Uh, because the other characters are adorable and lovable and awesome.
0: Yeah, yes. like like Killua and Gon. That their relationship and friendship is like. Like
4: best bromance ever. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yes,
3: Yes. yeah, ten bromance right
1: there.
3: Yes, I mean it's not like uh... an
0: amazing big bro. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah,
3: he was. I mean, I've I've kind of said this, so I'll just keep it brief. But you know, I love Hunter Hunter. Just that Chimera Ant arc just killed it for me, Uh. and. If, if it wasn't so, like, you know, we've been, we were kind of talking about this with Inuyasha. This is the opposite. This is when, this is when you, the pacing just goes, you just sit there and go, what just happened? And this is just getting really bad. And like, oh my God, can you speed this up? Because you're dragging this on way too long. Like, you know. Uh,
0: it's weird though, because like, I like the actual combat portion of, chimera ant it's just a lot of the build-up once they're at the actual palace
2: oh man that, it a real whole, like, clip,
0: <laughs> how,
2: how many ways can we show this angle
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that stuff is just like come on just show the scene but i think like the actual way chimera ant plays out is very kind of uh well thought out especially the solution at the end with like the whole kind of uh I forget the exact name of it, but it's like the the Rose Bomb that. Uh, I think it's uh, yeah, it
4: was called the, yeah the Rose Bomb, and dude, that was just like complete genocide of the Chimera heads, dude.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I, I really love that thematically too, because like at the end, it's like Netero's kind of saying like the biggest like monster there of all is humanity. In the end, like these creations that humanity has made is wiping out these creatures. And yeah, it's it's kind of a really kind of interesting way, and it ties back to the fact that like Meruem was the strongest villain in the entire series, the strongest like character out there, and he was still defeated by this man-made weapon.
4: No, he was actually undefeated by what's the chick name? I can't remember her name. Oh, Komugi. Yeah, Komugi. He literally fell in love with her, man. That's what it was. Love killed him. That's another that day, kid. Loves kills. Don't do it.
0: And then just he killed
4: Kamugi.
5: It it just breaks my heart that the creator has so many health problems because I I can't I you know you can't actually understand how much that will ent- that will impact the the series itself. And I don't mean like the stops and starts. I mean your creative input and and what you're feeling and what you want to to put into the series when you're having health problems and. I think a lot of our listeners can relate to the things that are experienced by the Hunter Hunter writer and, and can appreciate, you know, even though we're frustrated by the fact that the series has stalls in it, that we understand like health problems are significant and, and it, and we can love a series and be frustrated by something at the same time, but also recognize like there's a level of humanity here. These aren't just blind products coming to us. These are coming from real people with real problems and and it makes it makes it an extra special element of like relatability in my opinion
0: yeah, yeah. and honestly, that's why I don't really like complaining about hunter hunters hiatuses or really hiatuses in general nowadays because like togashi especially he's had uh, severe health issues for like decades at this point. There mm-hmm. are times where he can't even go to the bathroom or even get out of his bed mm-hmm. it's It's horrific. Um, and at the same time he still wants to work on the series not because he needs the money not because of any obligations at this point he does it because he loves doing it, it's his passion Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I don't care how long it'll take, I will wait for him to finish his vision on his own terms because that's Mm -hmm. what he wants to do if at some point he decides hey, I don't feel comfortable drawing this or writing this and I want to pass it on to someone else, that's completely fair. But at the end of the day, that's his decision and not the fans. And it's kind of something we see too this year, especially with uh, COVID going on. And Mm -hmm. a lot of creators internationally are taking breaks from their art. Um, But the big thing is that we want those creators to take breaks so that their health doesn't become like Togashi. We don't want the newer generation... To face the problems that Togashi has had to face.
5: Yeah, yeah.
0: I agree.
3: All right, let's Great go segue. next. Next one, Kuro, number four.
5: I'm so excited to talk about this series. Um, and and this is this is one of the things that's wonderful about tsunami is that the shows they keep sh- they 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 cycle in and cycle out really can warp you know what your list consists of and so my number four is fire force i saw the uh i, I saw the premiere of it at ax and i remember liking it and thinking oh this will be fun and then hearing about it airing on tsunami and being like yeah yeah this will be fun to watch but let's be honest it has far exceeded any expectations that we had initially first of all who doesn't love firepower. Fire is just fucking cool. I'm just gonna lay it out there. Fire is fucking amazing. And fucking the fact fire. that this animation is able to make just that one element have so many different ways of of of, of portrayal and, and fighting is really fantastic. Second, it was made by the creator of Soul Eater. And Soul Eater was a really great show. Also aired on Toonami and it was on my honorable mentions I believe. So you know you're going to get great quality characterization good action animation and of course like a lot of powerful uh, 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 scenes, you know like with, with the magic element or whatever you want to call it. So you have this character that uses his feet to you to, to to first power and like you think, what the hell are you gonna do with this? And and it's just every every week it amazes me how much it can play a part in in uh, in creatively making these action scenes worth watching. Not just that, but the characters are really fun. The whole team, the the um, was it uh, uh, uh the eight uh, uh what's it called um. I want to say, um, help me out, B-lord. the Lord, the the teammate, or say the 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 number of company eight. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, Company Eight has such a close knit group, and the way they interact, the way they fight together, the way their abilities start to complement each other, really embody teamwork. And there's like this dark element at play. It just makes for a fantastic storyline i am really excited to see what happens next and i gotta say like even though there's scenes there's the the season two is out there i don't want to watch this without watching it with my friends on tsunami it's so much more fun to do this in a group because it's such an exciting series and the characters are really exciting and everybody has a favorite and the voice actors do a fantastic job I'm just really enthusiastic about it, and it's not—I didn't go into it as enthusiastic as I am now, but it's really grown on me, which ultimately heightens why *Tsunami* is so great—that it can it can take a series that I'd be like, oh, I might watch that on one of my streams and make me enjoy it to its fullest.
2: Well said.
0: Yeah, agreed. <laughs>
2: I totally agree on the camaraderie. I think that's one of the strongest elements of Fire Force. Like company. <laughs> it's just a family and it's it's great. They play off each other so well. You gotta love Maki and Shinra's always so earnest, you know, and you got Arthur who's such a Is that kind delightful of idiotists and you got Obi. I love Obi's the commander. <laughs> and you got his second in command who's so just so straight man, straight
5: man but but he's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. and they're all unique, and they're all characters. Yeah.
4: But you know, I did love the episode um with um let's see what it was. I forgot which squad it was, but I know Captain Benny. Man oh, would do when they said, look at everybody just fight each other.
5: Benny Maru, what oh my them. god. Dude, oh my god. Just
2: beat each other up, we'll sort it
4: out later. Yes.
2: <laughs> that was the
4: best episode. Cause I was like, man, I would have loved to been in that
2: brawl. We're, right gonna now. We're gonna pretend Boy, to be geez. people. Huh. Yeah, but whatever. You think
5: about their loyalty to Benny Maru that, that the, this village is willing to do this. You know? It just mm-hmm. creates such a rich mythology.
4: Hey yeah, then not to mention that one of the guys that actually got turned into like, you know, the little whatever it was uh, in the inferno, this dude literally waited till Benny Maru got there so that he could, you know, do the rights for him to die.
5: Oh, God, that was a great scene. That was a fantastic
4: Dude, scene. That is strength of character right there. That's the reason why I was like, that's like probably one of my favorite episodes. Then, you know, of course, we got to see Ogun. Now, I'm just going to give a little backdrop about Ogun. You know, <laughs> from, uh, from the African um, you know, folklore side, he's a Orisha from the Yoruba. And basically, he is the god of metalwork, iron, and metalworking. But also, Ogun is actually a warrior of truth and justice. So yes. that's, I was like, man, Ogon actually does represent all that. And the yes. thing the thing is about fire force, like you said, Kuro, it does take that one element. But the thing is, people for kind of forget that fire actually is a living, breathing entity. Mm-hmm. Because like humans, no air, it dies. Mm-hmm. But you feed the air, it continues to live and then it can just spread. It does multiply. It does reproduce. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I'm with you on that. Plus, Soul oh, was an awesome um, anime, too. So, yeah, you do get those kind of things, though.
5: Mm-hmm. And it I'm to belongs it. on Toonami. It, it belonged does. on Toonami. Yeah, it, it fits
0: very well on Toonami. And honestly, like I said this before in a previous episode, but it's probably one of the best animated shows on the block. Uh, just every mm-hmm. fight scene looks beautiful. Like, Jarrell mentioned Ogun, and like Ogun's, like I think, fight scene... But he is like early into season two looks so good. I know, right? Yeah. Also shout out to Zeno Robinson, like uh his VA, mm-hmm. cause like he did an amazing job. And also he's a big Fire Force fan, so it's really cool.
4: He did me proud, man. The Orisha's actually smiling on that one, dude. Like seriously. I was like, come on through Ogun, man. Like, it's just that pride, man. <laughs> it's just like that pride,
3: dude.
1: Alright. Let's
3: move on to the next person. So
2: CJ's number four is What
5: Punch <laughs> mm-hmm. Say it again for the crowd in the back.
2: Solid pick. Solid pick. Who doesn't love one punch man? Yep.
3: Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about it, so we can move on from there.
2: Yes. Yes indeed.
5: Need more comedy mixes, like comedy action on Toonami. That is such a fantastic. I would never have known if it weren't for One Punch Man that that makes a great combo, and that's what I have to say about that.
0: Okay. I mean, we sort of have that with Ass Class right now. Yeah,
5: mm-hmm. Ass Class.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, we do. I am I just child. I apologize.
2: One Punch Man, <laughs> in my opinion, is like the perfect show for Adult Swim Toonami. It's about adults who have adult problems. It's got crazy good action. It's hilarious. It's just the complete package. Season 2, not as much, but still an interesting story. <laughs> and we finally yeah. talked about
0: it on a podcast!
5: There we go, Sketch. Now we don't have to. We talked about Season 2, One Punch Man. You're yeah.
0: free from the burden. Oh, yeah. This will
5: be the fifth time I've said this now. <laughs>
2: Frank yeah. responded, One Punch Man Season 2 ended in January and my response was, well, you know, Frank. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know oh. how we are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, that's exactly how we are. But, <laughs> Sketch, why don't we go to your pick next? My number four
2: is one of my favorite anime of all time. Gurren Lagan.
0: Ah, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Gurren Lagann. I love me some giant robots and Gurren Lagan most of all. I love the dynamic of Kamina and Simone. Kamina, the greatest, the greatest motivational speaker of our time. And then the story, you you think Kamina dies and, oh, uh, well, the story's not going to be as good. But no, Simone really steps up. More characters are introduced. It just keeps building and building and building and getting better and better. And then, when you get towards the end of the series, you think all this time, oh, well, we've been doing all this to you know, help humanity, and we're doing a really good job. And then they find out, oh, but wait, we really screwed up. <laughs>
1: mm.
2: And now the anti-Spyro are going to come wipe us out unless we do something. And, like, Simone's, like, president of the world, and he gets thrown in jail because he's screwed up so bad. But he busts out of jail, and he takes his giant robot up into space and fights the entity. It's freaking awesome. (laughs) My one thought is... I mean, it just kind of aired on Toonami. It came and went. But I love it so much that I cannot not have it on this list.
3: So... (laughs) Gurren Lagann. Alright, anybody else got anything to say about that? Well...
4: We did have a spear that pierced the heavens. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And most people didn't know that spiral energy was actually related to DNA, which is deoxyribonucleic acid.
2: Mm. Yes. No said. You got to keep spinning in a forward motion. That is what a drill does.
4: Exactly, because it spins mm-hmm. me round and round like a merry-go-round.
2: All
3: right. So, I think Darrell's next. Yeah.
4: My number four was the updated version of Thundercats. You know, it was interesting to see this new take on um, how, you know, Thundercats got to, you know, Third Earth. And it's not a, you know, I'm sorry, y'all. I really am tired, but I enjoyed the story. But once you start getting deeper into it, you start understanding, like, you know, Mumra just literally destroyed, like, a whole freaking galaxy just to just to get a story, man. Just so he could rule the freaking universe. But I kind of like how they get back into, like, the little origin stories of, like, some of the other characters, too. You know, Tigra, um, Lionel, their relationship, you know, Panthro. though. <laughs> I gotta say, one of the things that I really did miss about this Thundercats, though, is it's like the individual theme music because, like, Panthro had his Tigra and everybody else. That was kind of one of the elements that I was missing out, and I really felt like it didn't get his due course, and, you know, everything went over to Budget Thundercast, which was Chima. But we ain't gonna don't, talk about don't that.
3: Don't get me started, please. Don't get huh, okay. me started.
4: I- I'm sorry, love. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's really all I can say about it, y'all. I'm kind of discombobulated,
2: so it was I'm great sorry. To I have have... On oh,
3: yeah. I have more to say about it. Oh, I have more to say about it. The Thunder Kids is my number one show, whatnot, here on this <laughs> list. Um, so, obviously, I like Thunder Kids. Um, so, the new version, I'm going to be honest with you, it actually It's another one of those shows, and out of all, like, Mega 6LR, Symbionic Titan, Thundercats, like, that's the only show that we've that we've talked about that actually has the possibility of having another season done because, as far as we know, it never got written off. So, um, you know, the one thing that I talk about when, when we talk about the new Thundercats is having that ending like Symbionic Titan did because it was just so much better... it it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be because you're going from having one stone and a different story from the original, from the original had a story where Thundera just got wiped out a planet and then they came to earth. This one is Thundera's a city on earth and the city gets wiped out. And now you know, lionel has got to go around and is trying to stop, you know, what's-his-name-there? and Wamra, um, right. um, right. and just, you know, f- you you think it's going to be the same storyline, but then you come to find out that, wait a minute, no, 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 the Sword of Omens is not the only stone, because the sto- there's a stone in the Sword of Omens, if anybody's wondering.
5: Well, now um, you're making me want to watch it again, jeez. But...
3: There's um there's like, what was it, four other stones, I want to say? Three or four other stones?
2: Something like that.
3: Yeah, uh, might have, where... Might have been five. Yeah, well, I think there was five altogether. That's why I'm saying I think there was three or four other stones besides... Let's the, say you had
4: the War Stone, the Tick Stone... Um, yeah. um, Didn't he collect, like, three And of the Soul... Um, the war okay the he war, he has, them. Yeah, he
3: got you got two have, of
4: them. And the Soul Stone.
3: Yes. So he ha- I think he had the soul um and the warstone which was actually the the I omen But the, the the one that he didn't get yet the one that he was trying to get when the series like the series ended was I, was that the tech stone or was that the was that something different?
0: I think that was the tech stone. No, it no, was the was stone like, like Sky Tower. Yeah, that's the right, one
3: that's right. called the um right. Bird City. Yep. So it, it that was, you know, it, it was, and he got betrayed by that, thund- by that other, uh, Thundercat. So, Mira. and, um, which boy, so,
2: the, the, that story was supposed to get real dark for her.
3: Yeah. The, I mean, based on what I've heard of how it would have continued and ended, I, I didn't really like what I heard. Like, um, not Panthro. Um, Tigra, Tigra was supposed to die, I guess. And I'm like, I'm like, not Matt why? Mercer. I'm like, why would you kill off Tigra? That just doesn't. That's just very random and doesn't make any sense. So, you know, in a way, after I heard what they wanted to do, and it's been a long time, so I'd have to look it up. But I, I was just kind of like, maybe season the. Two to finish this off isn't a bad, isn't a good thing because <laughs> I'm like I, I don't like what the direction they were trying to take this in. The direction they had it going was great, but what they intended to do in in future episodes was just like, mm. okay, <laughs> all right, you're going a little you're going a little uh, too far with it, but okay. Um, mm. But in all seriousness, like I do think that if they do have the chance, and especially since. We'll, we'll call it Thundercats Go. It's Thundercats Roar. doesn't seem to be doing uh, that well. Yeah, they just uh, I know,
2: about burned off all the remaining episodes.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I just... It, it just makes sense that people... And and I find it funny when, when, like, a Thundercats Roar comes into the situation and people are like, what is this? And then you show them the 2011 version and they're like, well, I never saw this and I'm just sitting here going... Really?
4: <laughs> well, we all know that Thundercats were always garbage.
5: And you're bringing a classic here to, you know, uh, the tsunami fans of today who may not necessarily have uh, been fans. Let's face it, it's well, 2020 and, and, now, and this series and, aired ten or more plus years ago. So let's let's acknowledge that. Like we may we may be able to reignite interest in the series just by mentioning it.
3: And and the other thing is 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 like um, what was I gonna say this show did at the time like several of its episodes did like over a million views and the ratings on Toonami not on Cartoon Network because it did well I think it did it did at it least that well yeah it did at least that well on Cartoon Network but it actually did it did that well at one o'clock in the morning on Toonami so on Adult Swim so it's like. I still to this day I still sit there and I go, it's doing that well, but you didn't even make the attempt to try. Like it, it it's one of those things that bothers me about, and we could go on about this, but I'm not going to. I, I just it just bothers me about the anime industry, not the anime industry, the animation industry here in America, because it's just it just seems like there are so many missed opportunities, and instead of just trying to explore those, you know those avenues we just go oh we're going to write it off maybe maybe see if there's still interest in it because you're probably kicking yourself over some of these shows you've written off mega 6 is a perfect example but that's all
5: uh, is thundercats was... on your list is that why you're so hype about it
3: thundercats was on my previous two top tens but that's because that was the whole kit and caboodle so to speak miss I talk about cats all the time um,
5: <laughs> so. I'm not saying anything bad I'm a fan don't worry <laughs> but,
3: but like but I mean this Adult Swim version does not have Thundercats on it whatsoever
5: I appreciate your, your fandom I, I concur my nice. one
2: major criticism of Thundercats 2011 is at some point they just decided to make everybody a jerk to Lion-O and I was like why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, the, I kind of get why Tigra would be, but even, like, Chitara was giving him a really hard time, and the kittens were giving him a hard time. I was like, but why? Why y'all being mean to Lionel? He's doing his best.
0: On the bright side, Snarf couldn't talk. That's always a plus. Yes.
2: That was the greatest thing ever.
3: That was well, definitely a plus. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, uh, okay. Listen,
5: nobody <laughs> cares this would have about been a great old star. coronavirus replay. Now that we're talking about it, I'm just like, this would have been perfect for a replay over the summer. Jesus, I'll,
3: I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I really wish they would have had. Uh, snark- you can watch talk. it on VRV,
2: it.
3: as long as it's still around. But
2: it, it is for now.
0: Yeah, probably for
2: now. much anyways, longer.
3: but anyways, let's move on. I think it's. My your turn, number Paul. Four, my turn. So we've actually already talked about this one, so I'll be brief about it, unlike like some people here on this topic. your ten.
5: reasons are unique for liking something, and that's what makes these lists interesting, Paul. So we want to hear why mm-hmm. you like the series.
3: So uh, my number four is Dead Man Wonderland. We've already kind of gone into it, but just to be brief, I mean Lockers. people getting people getting slaughtered. I mean. What else can? What else do I need to say about it? That's what I liked about it. Always <laughs> a fun time. <laughs> and and you know it's it's interesting because I think out of all in all honesty, I think Toonami and this show kind of like how DBZ was. Um, they kind of went hand in hand in the fact that you know a lot of people at least that I talked to back around that time, are like, what is Dead Man Wonderland? What the hell is that? I've never heard of that. And, you know, a lot of these people obviously know, knew more about anime than me, and I'm like, oh, okay. You don't know what Dead Man Wonderland is? All right. Um, <laughs> so, and then once it played on Toonami, and obviously people were watching it on Toonami, you know, I was just like, wow. One, why doesn't this have a second season? Why aren't they making a second season as we speak? And number three, like this show kind of just like showed the anime industry oh shit, we need to start putting our shows back on Toonami. And I think that kind of just springboard that's that 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 made not springboard that made Toonami go into full gear. And I also think it brought, as we've talked about in podcast way before it just started the whole thing of Toonami or not Toonami Toonami reinvigorated the anime industry because at that point it was kind of just either leveled off or it was dying some people said it was dying and the minute that that happened with all the other shows that got on there even Casher and Sins did you know start selling DVDs and Blu-rays because of it I that mean, is
5: such an underrated series, I might yeah, argue. It
3: is it is an underrated. Yeah. It is underrated. And I and I, I laugh at people when they're like, Oh dude, it's Cash and Sins. I'm like, No, yeah,
5: it's, no, it's, it's more
3: than Cash. And it was actually a good series, it's like
5: a good series. You know. and it's got so, a really beautiful animation and that's all I have to say about it, sorry.
3: Right. But that, that's that's all I really wanted to say about Dead Man Wonderland and I and I'm just I, I hope eventually they do do another season of it, so
2: I think Dead Man was a very good choice for a first addition to Toonami. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it, it sold a message it's like, look, this isn't kids' Toonami.
3: <laughs> oh. And the promo for it was wonderful.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed.
3: But, anyways, let's move on to our number threes V Lord
0: okay then yeah my number three is i hope it's good i mean my number three is space dandy oh
3: yeah so like i'm just gonna go on for an hour over this (laughs) (laughs) okay jose
5: (laughs) not you mean daryl and paul are gonna go on forever about it go on say your thing
3: i really love space dandy he's probably gonna go on for an hour about it but continue
0: yeah, so I'm like a big Shinichiro Watanabe fan. So Space Dandy was a show I was hyped for, for like right as it was announced, and the fact that it like it was airing like simultaneously with the simul dub on Toonami was like huge at the time. Like that was the first like big simul dub ever. So like that was kind of insane, and the show itself is just such a huge love letter. To anime and animation. Like the fact that so many talented directors and writers worked on it, and especially in like season two, where like every single episode felt like it had its own distinct style, and you had these iconic people of the industry like uh, Masaki Uasa and Sayo Yamamoto coming on to direct episodes. Like it just gave it such a unique flair that you honestly don't see a lot of shows. And it helps, too, that the comedy is just hilarious. Uh, Dandy is, like, an amazing protagonist. And QT and Meow are just amazing as well. I really love, like, the uh, m- multiple universes episodes where they have to go to all the different oh, universes. Oh, yes. And we see, like, Michael Jackson Dandy and all the other ones. Emo and Dandy. Emo Dandy. Dandy. Emo oh, Dandy is God. a blessing. Um, and, yeah, I think it's just a really fun show. And for a while, too, it was a show like if I wanted to get someone into anime, I would show them a space dandy because it has this like nice little bridge where the humor kind of fits a lot of the kind of more uh, normal, like American sensibilities that you could think of. But it still has those usual anime flares that kind of sell you on like anime. And I think that's just really good. And it, it's kind of like Cowboy Bebop in a way where like it's a modern entry into anime. And Gateway anime, yeah, exactly. Gateway anime. It's Cowboy great. Bebop. with every
2: episode was mushroom samba.
0: <laughs> oh, <the laughs> oh that, that's baby. perfect sketch.
2: <laughs> I didn't come up with that, but
5: all. I all mean, if it. we're talking about Watanabe episodes that do that, Samurai Champloo has that one about the marijuana. I can't remember what it's called, but yes. So that's a yeah. thing he older. likes in all the Nology series.
0: And zombies. <laughs> I can't remember they man. They
2: had the best zombie episode ever. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. I the can't lie, of the though. life
0: of a zombie.
2: The
4: library <laughs> episode did get me, too, man. Just because I was still working at the library at the time. It did my librarian heart proud. Mm. Library uh,
1: bureaucracy. Yes,
4: dude. Don't don't get me started on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so weird,
0: too, because like, Dandy has these episodes where like it feels kind of mundane at first. But then it just escalates so rapidly, mm. like the one where like uh, they're stuck on Meow's planet and like they're <laughs> stuck on the same day over and over
1: again. Tomorrow. Day. Tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. It's like the show finds ways to make situations like that and just make <laughs> them amazing. And like, there's very few comedies where I can say like, I can watch something and still have the same impact from a joke after like 50 times nice. so yeah dandy's just amazing
5: great
3: absolutely
5: great great summary of the show too and i love the watanabe love
3: all right anything else we need to say about that show oh sketch didn't say anything okay
2: so yeah. let's well, move
3: on. oh yep it. i knew it okay. I'll, get,
0: I'll get to it
3: this <laughs> oh, oh it
5: good okay Okay. The anticipation is killing. Prepare
0: for the Space Dandy Ted Talk.
5: <laughs> All
3: right, so it's Crow that's next.
0: Yes.
5: Yeah. Uh so I'm going to follow in our our uh esteemed founder's footsteps uh with pointing out a show that he loves as well and my number 3 and gosh, please don't be surprised except hear me out on this one is Inuyasha. Um the reason I pick Inuyasha as my Tsunami fave in my number three is because *Tsunami* made me like this show. I would not have have watched it if it were not for it airing on *Tsunami*. So it got me interested in the series, and then I realized I was able to discover. Uh, you know, they, they I remember a while they were advertising it as like a fairy tale um, series, and it very appealing. But the classic animation style really doesn't lose anything if you watch it today. In fact, the characters themselves are really timeless. You know the relationships between them, Inuyasha and um, Ikyo and Yomi, are it, that that I don't want to say triangle, but it, it it's constantly evolving. And even in the whole series, all the character relationships involved And even and despite whatever ability they add, you see them grow and change and adapt to each situation. You know, Dongo and her relationship with the monk broken it involves too. Like they have certain things that women a lot of Like that's a constant. But the way they interact with each other evolves, you know. And I I have to say, any series that manages to keep the same antagonist on stage for that many seasons, there has to be something you're doing. Because every other anime really that lasts this long, they kind of have like a season where they keep a single antagonist, and then they move on to the next one, and then the next one. Dragon Ball is easy. They they continuously evolve past their their antagonists, but this series keeps uh, Hupaku, uh, sorry Naraku <laughs> as the same demon, but he, um, he he is different from each evolution, and he's still like evil in different ways, and he's still so scary. Yeah, you're still kind of wondering what else are they doing. It's such a, such a great fairy tale and it's so addicting, and the storyline is really compelling and well done. I just think I'm so glad tsunami aired this because I don't know, I don't know, I might have missed out on something fantastic. In kind of so I agree with you all, it's been my time. And I hope that. Uh, the the sequel, yeah. He to. So far, I'm very really excited to see what they do. and what will they bring you, need? you? Know, I I I don't think they're going to follow the same. I, I'm not worried about them using one trope and keeping. I think that they're going to be up with something. Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: well, well uh,
2: Naraku's uh, dead, so we don't have to worry about yeah. him staying around. Well, I, I always feel like Orochimaru was kind of like the second Naraku. <laughs> <laughs> and now <laughs> and now what's his name from Demon
0: Slayer? Muzan? Muzan? Yeah. Yeah, there there are a lot of parallels I can see between a uh, Naraku and Muzan now that I think about it.
2: Yeah, with <laughs> uh, jackson I, always yeah. playing people like puppets.
0: Uh, oh, one thing that I'm really happy you brought up though Kuro was kind of the whole a relationship aspect of Inuyasha, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially since like Rumiko Takahashi before Inuyasha, she was more associated with rom-coms where like, obviously relationships are kind of at the cornerstone. So it's kind of cool. that like, she brought a lot of those elements into Inuyasha.
2: Decahedron.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Inu well. loves Kagome and he also loves Kikio Kikio loves Inuyasha Kagome loves, loves Inuyasha Koga loves Kagome yeah
0: it's That's really true. kind of <laughs> fascinating though especially i think Kagome Kikio and Inuyasha particularly cuz it heavily parallels i feel uh how Takahashi handled uh her characters of Ai her uh, adult uh, seinen rom-com mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. where like it's about the main character and uh like the innkeeper and how they're like trying to build a relationship. But the innkeeper Kyoko has a dead husband and yeah, they have yeah. to learn to build a relationship despite this, they like her dead husband still like being an important aspect of like her life. Like they can't just forget about that. And that's what we see with Kagome and Inuyasha. Cause like, Kikyo is still there. Like, they can't just erase the memories that Inuyasha made with Kikyo. Kagome and Inuyasha have to build a relationship uh, while accepting that that stuff has happened and it's in the past.
5: And that is not stagnant through the series, too. It's not like his feelings for Kikyo are constant and his feelings for Kagome are constant. They change in different moments. He he, You really see him struggle. You really see him try to figure out like, cause he's, he's very immature in a way. He's, he doesn't understand some of his feelings and he's struggling through and you're watching this and, and it's, it is something you experience through the first, what is it? Five seasons. You, you really get that sense. And Mm I, I enjoy that so much, even like, even someone like Shoshomaru, you know, What is he? Is he a villain? Is he a hero? You don't know, but he's got his own, his own little, little, uh, a a group and you're following him and you're kind of rooting for him sometimes. And you're kind of annoyed with him sometimes. Like any series that gets you invested in character and their arcs in a way that makes you, you want to see what happens next is well-written in my opinion.
3: All right. I think we've gone on long enough with
2: that, but wait, Moroku ex every girl he ever meets, <laughs> but
1: he's such, he only he's has hilarious.
2: one true love. One true love. He and Sandor right. are a lovely couple,
0: and he got someone to bear his children.
2: He won. finally.
5: <laughs>
0: Moroku
5: <laughs>
2: one Zenitsu zero.
5: <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Paul, your fo- your your enthusiasm was about the tsunami aspect, and I just focused on like the actual series itself. So.
3: Well, that's fine, but it's time to move on. Next.
2: (laughs) Okay, so, great minds think alike. Both CJ and I have the same number three. And it was also V-Lord's number three. That's right, it's Space Dandy, baby!
0: Oh, yeah, Space Space Dandy gang.
2: Oh, yeah, I wonder wonder where Space Dandy will be on Daryl's list. Maybe number three. Hmm, that would be interesting. But great minds think alike.
5: The answer, the question Uh, is why? Must say why.
2: Why? Why? I think that Space Dandy was a really special experience that we were able to have. Watching it on Toonami, uh, recapping it on the podcast. That was so much fun. (laughs) Every episode offered something different. So many creative, talented people worked on the show. You had amazing animation, hilarious comedy... And some really heartfelt moments, and I mean, I'd certainly love more adventures, but it actually had a fairly satisfying ending. (laughs) Kind of epic, and also (laughs) mind-scratching. Exactly, but we never got to see the chameleoni. Oh man, who was the chameleoni? Right? We'll never know. We'll never know. (laughs) Who was the real dandy? It doesn't matter, baby! (laughs) <laughs> Space Dandy is just the best protagonist And his crew is delightful They play off each other so well mm. In all their delightful adventures And the bad guys You gotta love the bad guys Dr. Gel and Bean And like, what the heck Bean had like a glow up slash Turned up the evil in the, towards the end there just Out of <laughs> nowhere But they're, you know their antics were very uh, Team Rocket slash, uh, like yatterman's bad guy style. <laughs> you know that class that classic type of anime villain. So that's it's to be appreciated, but I mean, nice. what's not to love about Space Dandy? I I think it is perhaps one of the uh, at least one of the best shows to have aired on Tsunami, If not, maybe the best. I don't know. It's... It's... From a... To, just to, like... It's hard to rate it against other shows, but, like, it's... it's to me, it's, like, as far as quality goes Space Dandy's got to be like top 3 with Bebop and Fooly Cooly. So I I just and it's easily my favorite Watanabe show at this point and it's probably going to continue to be my favorite Watanabe show. I was never a huge fan of Cowboy Bebop though I do respect it. But I'm Space Dandy say I'm All of you? Yeah, yeah. Space Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> But space dandy is like another side of the bebop coin, and that it's it's a very approachable anime, like like V Lord said, and it's like it's like if you took Cowboy Bebop and then uh, so you just made bebop. it made it a lot sillier,
0: <laughs> a
2: space lot Andy, sillier.
0: Space plus booty plus comedy equals space dandy.
2: You're dang right, and I uh, and I am rather amused that uh, like the people that produced it were like, you know, we probably should have just said this was an actual Bebop sequel. More people would have
0: cared. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) exactly.
2: Because they kind of basically sold it to Adult Swim on the idea (laughs) of it being, like, a second coming of Bebop. It was a second coming of Bebop. I just wish that it, it, you know, it's critically well appreciated. I just wish it was more popular. Because it deserves it.
5: I, I like it because
2: yeah. tsunami, if that helps. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it was a simul dub premiere on tsunami that was so mind blowing, and now simul dubs are fairly commonplace. But I mean, Space Dandy kicked off the whole simul dub thing. Not, it wasn't the first simul dub, but it was like Funimation's first attempt at doing it, and then afterwards they're like, you know what? This is our business model now.
0: <laughs> simul dub ultimate. All yeah. the dubs are here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And all it's right. you know the fact that Toonami and Space Dandy that that all kind of really shook up the industry in its own way is just there's no way that you can't acknowledge that. So thank you, Dandy. Okay. So Drell, you're
4: Darrell. Yep, Drell number three yeah, my number three is actually G Gundam. Now this was a Gundam that I really enjoyed just for the simple fact that I felt like it was the like wrestling version of what Gundam was. and you had some ridiculous damn um Gundams towards the end. tequila Gundam. yeah, Paul constantly loves to mess with me about that one, but overall it was a good story. you know, Domo just trying to get back at his brother, you know plots and twists master asia flipped out you know but it was still great i just felt like every so many years the earth turns into the dang old big old battle arena whoever wins last man standing basically the battle royale gets to be like in control of the earth and the rest of space for like the next five years
2: it's an interesting way to
4: do war. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good, man. I mean, it was comical at times, but it was, like, really good because there was a lot of action sequence. There was some good character development, and you got some good backstories, too, though. So, you know, it, like we say, there's always a Gundam for everybody, but, like, the thing with G Gundam was it was just really entertaining the whole time for me. And, of course, like I said, you know, some of those dang um Gundams were, like, stereotypes, <laughs> because as much as I hate to admit it, I really love tequila, Gundam man. <laughs> just for the simple fact, new. Hate um... to admit
5: it. Do <laughs> you <Maybe, laughs> really? <laughs>
4: hey,
2: I like tequila. That was the, that was one of the main reasons I why. Mean, it's it's racist, but <laughs> it, it's funny.
4: I mean, I was just like, "What the hell were you doing, in Japan?" Thanks for was the shot like, glass, Red stuff. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> you, you know, Darrell, I gotta I, say, I'm surprised that you haven't had any other Gundams. I know you have a passion for Gundam series, uh, so I, I, I just... Oh, do Yeah.
4: I mean, Gundam is my thing, because it's like giant robots, but the thing is, I didn't yeah. get into um, Gundam until, like, maybe Gundam Wing. Well, actually, let's see, Gundam Wing, then, you know, there was Unicorn, Because I fucking hate, I I fucking hate Char so
5: much. I love Unicorn. What?
4: What? No, I mean, I like Unicorn, but I just hate Char. I mean, like, Char is that character that you just love to hate. And then later on you see Char and he got like this dad bod. I'm like, what the hell happened to you, Char? (laughs) It's just like, Char is a character that you love to hate, but. Wolf
2: Rettel's not Char, Osnabal. (laughs) <laughs> about?
4: it's
5: really good representation of yeah. tsunami fans so so many tsunami fans love gundam series
4: i mean gundam is just like a stable life because it's giant robots and you know this is one of like one of my top mecha series next to um let's see which make they are really yeah like Zigger z that was the first giant robot that i ever saw and you know, that love of giant robots kind of, like, went from there. But, you know, I'll probably say even before that, Gigantor, you know, being black and white. But just back to G-Gundam, it was just a fun gunner series that was just, like, related to wrestling fans.
2: Now, Darrell, we weren't supposed to use Toonami shows before the adult uh,
4: I know, but, you know, I had to, I guess, OG rules. Darrell
1: OG oh. rules. Oh,
4: I God.
3: mean, I, I mean, I guess I'll allow it this time, but if you do it anymore, sure.
4: Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Mills Lane. Look here, Paul. Your you booze can't is gone. Your booze <laughs> will be taken if you do it again. Dude, I got a bottle of 30 year old kabase. You think if you're going to take yeah, that, exactly. man? Right.
5: I am, am going to take Taking that, the yep. booze away. Ooh, sacrilege.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
3: This <laughs> is
5: what happens when Darrell
3: is tired. All right, Paul. What's your number three? Oh, number three, and I'm surprised it hasn't been mentioned yet. Um, this one took me off guard when it first played on... T- well, played only once on Tsunami, but... Um, it's a series that everybody seems to talk about, and it was talked about before it showed up on Tsunami, that it should be on the block, and that's Soul Eater.
1: Yes! All right! Woo!
3: Way to go, Dingling! Yeah! So, Soul Eater... Um, what is there not to say that's about Soul Eater? I mean, I'll be honest with you, the only reason that's not higher is because, again, another anime that fucks up an ending. And, you know, it just. Ah, like, yes, the boat was oh, original. Yeah, free, free. Ending. Never mind. <laughs> oh, boy,
2: friendship punch. <laughs> yeah,
5: I mean, uh, it,
3: the ending was just, like, lackluster. And I was just like, wow, this. I mean it it was it, like built up built up built up and you're like oh my god this is going to be a great ending and then it was just like eh. just
1: that
3: bullshit." Well, supposedly the manga is not enough. necessarily a better ending
1: like you and loved it, it sort of isn't, make it sort it isn't.
0: Three. Like I think and the manga and execution builds it. things up a lot better than how the anime does at the end cuz yeah the anime's ending is just like okay punch everything is solved the end
3: <laughs> Yeah I mean The action was good. The comedy was good, and I mean, of course, Excalibur was wonderful. So, Excalibur
2: from United Kingdom. I am looking for him. I am going to California
5: for the sake for the sake of this podcast. Let's hear, Paul. Are you a Meister or are you a weapon?
3: Oh, I'm a Meister.
5: All right, Durrell. Are you a Meister or are you a weapon?
4: Oh, I'm a meister because I'll definitely command any weapon that I put in my hand.
5: Sketch.
2: I'd say I'm a meister.
5: The Lord.
0: I guess I'd be a meister. He's not a meister. He's a not weapon. so
5: Funny. You're I'm a totally weapon. a weapon.
2: I'm not. You spread. can be my weapon.
5: Yeah, I'm a I'm a double bladed sword like what Zidane wields in Final Fantasy IX. That's me.
3: No, mm-hmm. you're you're a double bladed sword with cats all over it. <laughs>
5: With a cat, I'm yes. <laughs> I'm a weapon for sure, though. Hmm. I had this conversation with CJ too. He said he's a meister.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is, if I was a weapon, I don't know what weapon I would be. Yeah, me either.
5: Oh, uh, yeah. You, you know, you—that's how you know. You know, a weapon, you'd be.
2: Interesting. <laughs> Very. So
5: interesting.
3: I mean, so I mean, I, I, that's basically why I like the show. I mean. It's it, it's just all action and I love it. It's Fucking great. It's cool. got, That's got why really good cool characters.
2: Show. I mean, it's yeah, got that, such a strong female lead and the
5: voice cast too.
2: It's good. I think yeah, the voice cast is a is fantastic. So
5: there's a lot of sexual tension in that show too. Like even though yeah, they all cool. seem really young, like I pick up <laughs> on it.
1: <Yeah. laughs> I, I didn't mean, want to miss it.
5: <sighs> yeah, I don't, mean Blair, Blair.
4: Right
5: of, uh... I don't mean Blair. Like, that's pretty obvious. I mean the other characters.
4: Talking about between Maka and Soul?
5: Yeah. Or between, like, Fra- uh, a Stein and um, the nurse. Yo.
4: Yeah, I'm trying There's Stein some sexual
5: tension there. And then between Maka's father and every other female ever. <laughs> <laughs>
4: do was just like a damn thirst trap
0: uh, uh, honestly you can definitely tell some of the uh, less uh, enjoyable aspects of Fire Force kind of had roots in Soul Eater
3: yes yeah
5: that's a good pick Paul it's a great show and and it's, it's one of those shows you can rewatch and keep enjoying it and the best part is it's on Netflix now and you can just watch it from the beginning and really, really experience it all over again. It's a fun show, and also the it, both and the, the openings are
2: great, beautiful. Sorry, the both of the openings are
5: beautiful. Yes, the ops are fantastic. Oh, but you know, know sorry. <coughs> sorry. <is> <laughs> <laughs> so high, yeah. I mean, we the
2: little
3: TM revolution, but <laughs> well, we haven't even gotten to my number two or number one, so. We'll, it's we'll a great pick.
5: Move. I'm so I'm so pumped. That's it. Just makes me want to watch that show again.
3: Well, yeah. you'll have to do that during COVID.
0: <laughs> Soul Eater and like FMA, brotherhood, are like the two shows I always hear people, even to this day, are still like getting into anime through. So yeah, Soul Eater is a very good choice. Um. So now, now we move on to number two. Blush. Okay. Oh, yeah, number
3: two. Hey yeah, lord lord you better hit this out of the park.
0: I mean, hopefully this will be a good choice. Um, my number two is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And because I can't figure out which part to choose, I just chose all of them.
2: Good man. That's fair.
0: Though, so if like you want to know my favorite part, it would probably be Golden Wind Not in good. terms of the anime parts. So, yeah, I, I really liked Golden Wind, but... JoJo as a whole is just amazing. The fact that it is a freaking series that goes through the entire like lineage of a family um, for every arc is kind of just insane. And that's one of the things that actually drew me to the series when the anime first started, like airing in Japan, because like just that concept, it kind of reminded me of like, I guess Dr. Who in a way. Um, And I was just immediately drawn to that. And, like kind of like hunter hunter it's one of those series where like just being the strongest person in the room is not like the sole advantage um especially once you get to like the stands and other aspects where there's so much strategy involved in jojo and all these convoluted rules and crazy over the top like techniques and fights that it like is all overwhelming but engrossing at the same time Plus, like, all the characters that you encounter are just, like, so entertaining. Uh, The main cast especially, like, I mentioned Golden Wind before. Golden Wind's cast is, like, really uh, well-rounded. Like, every character has their own, like, burdens and complexities. Uh, You have Giorno, who's, like, this kind of, like, nice little mix of the charismatic aspects of Dio and the stoic aspects of Jonathan, um, who who is just like an amazing like leader. And yeah, it's like it has all these like elements you love of battle anime in just one single package. And because the cast and all the different stories dramatically change what the series is, it never feels stale. Like the fact that Jojo is able to keep going for like three decades at this point is really a testament to, like, the setup that Araki has in terms of creativity. Like, he's created a world where he can literally do anything. And the anime does a great job of also capturing a lot of that. Like, you can tell David Productions and everyone involved in JoJo are big JoJo fans uh, just from the way they really know how to animate the most iconic scenes in the best way possible. They make all the fights super hype. And especially in the recent seasons like Golden Wind and uh, Diamonds Unbreakable, they've even started taking more liberties with the material to actually improve it. Uh, Golden Wind especially, because as much as I enjoy Golden Wind, uh, it has a ton of problems, and the anime fixed so much of it that it really makes it a definitive experience at times. Um, So yeah, I think I just thoroughly enjoy Golden Wind, and the fact that uh, we've had all the series of JoJo Beyond Tsunami Tanami has just been an absolute treat because JoJo is just a series that never gets old, and it's uh, really just the ultimate battle series, in my opinion.
5: It's rock and roll, that's what. Come on, you don't get more class- classic than rock and roll.
0: Yeah, I forgot to mention the music references. The music references are amazing.
5: That's why I'm here.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, seriously,
4: but I got, like... Really, the reason why I watched Golden Wind, I just wanted to hear Joe to see at the end, man. Freaking you was the ish. I'm sorry. You know, I love JoJo because I started out with the manga. And the thing is, is, like, kiss my black ass. But anyway. (laughs) Maybe after this podcast. You better. I'm going to fart in your face. Yummy, yum, yum. Mm -hmm. Farts in your tummy. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: That's one of Paul King's. He likes Down my farts.
3: call a good time. <laughs> no, no if, he, if he farts or snores, the wallpaper feels so. No, I don't want him. Anymore. Oh, no.
1: <laughs>
3: I, Come on, so Darrell. Funny. I just put up that wallpaper. <laughs>
4: exactly. I did him a favor, man. 1970 Paisley just doesn't work. Oh, yeah. But like I was saying, JoJo has managed to progress through every time era and... It's the only place that I've seen fat buff dudes, man, and I was like, "I'm here for that." <laughs> Seriously, not to mention that Dio is the ultimate troll. I mean, this dude literally has been trolling this family since the beginning. Dude, and this, that's his dedication. So
5: weird, and it's like it's the perfect level of weird for Toonami. Like, it's the reason they call it bizarre is because it's fucking bizarre.
0: Exactly.
5: It started out with killing a dog. Like, come on. Come on, guys.
0: The best way to start off a series. Dude!
5: And then, like, the, the yeah, only Danny. thing that that I would say, and we have to mention this just because it's so grossly hilarious, is the gorilla episode. Oh,
0: <laughs> they're oh, yeah. yeah,
1: We
5: can't forget oh. that that's a thing that happened, and we all were forced oh. to witness it. Why was that a thing? I don't know.
2: I don't know. But, why did they eat poop? Why why <laughs> why why was Polnareff turned into a baby and then <laughs> Why? Just why, JoJo? Why? Yeah,
0: that's the one thing I'll say about JoJo. There's so many gross things that, like in it, but because it doesn't really like consider anything as off limits, it really kind of makes your imagination like go wild.
4: Rap licking the toilet stool.
0: Uh, the I, boat
2: is the stand.
4: <laughs> I mean, I hated Rap so much. The sun is the stand. I, I really did hate him.
2: Yeah. Rap became a turtle.
3: All right. No. So should we, should we move on, or do you want to go on for five more hours? No, I don't want to go on much, but... um. <laughs>
2: Yeah, JoJo has has a lot of great moments. It didn't quite make my list this time. Maybe it will, retrospectively, at some point. But... I think
5: Paul needs a drink.
2: Yeah, no, Paul, 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 needs, Paul, Paul needs a Paul nap.
3: Needs <laughs> Paul needs his <laughs> bed, so let's, let's hurry this along.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's been great having JoJo on Tsunami. I there was a time when it was like, there's no way they're going to be able to get JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And then they get it, and we're like, well, dang! Oh,
5: There's no, to- I to- was it it, work, it fits really well on the block, and I I'm not like obsessed with JoJo, but I will say it's such a great addition because it's so crazy. And the whole point of Toonami is to have these edgy, nutty series. And when you're like up at between midnight and four in the morning, like what else do you want to watch but insanity? Jojo fits right in there.
2: It's just a solid thing to throw on at 2 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> How bizarre! <laughs> How bizarre! <laughs> How
5: bizarre!
2: <laughs> Kuro. Uh-uh. Yes, yeah, Kuro.
5: Yeah. So my my number two pick uh, is is Naruto. Naruto Shippuden. And I'll start off before I talk about why I like the series itself, is talk about like why it's great for tsunami. And I'll say that. It's a show that is so classic; it needs to be aired on television in the states. It was aired on Disney for a while, which we all know, and 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 I, you know, other other stations before that. But because of its iconic nature, it's just one of those series that really should be constantly on television. It and it's it's also something great that you can start off, walk into the middle of an arc, and be able to be invited right into the action and what's going on and then k- stick with it and even go back and keep watching so it it is it is the the quintessential uh, gateway animated action series in my opinion and and tsunami is doing a great job i don't care about the filler i don't care about the, the, the content it's doing the right thing by airing it, and it, it, and I was so happy after, you know, I remember when the other other network stopped airing it to see it on Toonami, because that's what keeps me up watching. And the reason I like the series itself, regardless of the things anybody might say about, like, fillers or what, whatnot, are, first of all, it's got fantastic action, it's got really compelling characters, it's got great relationship building, and it's got really original uh, uh, um, powers that emanate from the different characters. It's really creative in how they interact and how the abilities interact with each other and how they they build with the different um, enemies and how they, they build up with enemies becoming friends and friends interacting with each other and and people aging. It's not stagnant. You know this the, the 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 protagonist isn't one age. Naruto ages as the series progresses, which is something I absolutely love about this series. He matures, sort of sometimes, um, and you see some romance sometimes, but not too much. Uh, it's just one of my favorites, and it really was my onboarding into anime, and it will always be, I think, my top of Nami. I'm so pleased that they continue to air it because. If you think about it, someone who's changing the channels when they come back from far or they're up late at night at two in the morning, three in the morning, change the channel and they can see like, you know, here's Naruto pulling out his nine tails power and fighting off one of his many enemies. And you can't help but watch. And that's essentially what Toonami is about. So it's a fantastic series for me. I don't care about fillers never has bothered me, but I love, love, love Naruto and Naruto Shippuden and I'm really pleased that it's still airing and I cannot wait to see what happens next every time I tune in
3: Alright, anybody want to add anything else to that? Yeah. Coral knocked it out of the park <laughs> Alright, Sketch, what was uh, CJ's I'm afraid? <laughs> CJ's number two
2: was Kill a Kill. Which oh, we, we already about. spoke about. Is It yep. was uh, towards the bottom of v top ten. Yep,
3: and Kill the Kill is very good.
2: Very good.
5: Eh, we already know how I feel about Kill la Kill.
3: La <laughs> 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 what, is, what is your number two?
2: My number two is Hunter Hunter. Look cool. like at Because... Ass. Uh, Chimera Ant did not kill that show for me <laughs>
3: but... sorry it did with me
2: basically ever since 2016 now One Punch Man did play up in there so there was that but when Hunter Hunter came to Toonami and it the entire time that it was on Toonami it was like my favorite thing to watch every week we got the dub premieres which was super great we got to experience it all together. It was such a great story that just kept building and building, and it was just great fun to watch every week and experience with the community. And it's become one of my favorite anime. So, Hunter Hunter. Your
5: new City was the quintessential best element oh, for me.
2: I loved it. I did too. Crollo conducting the chaos.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all so the
5: abilities, all the cleverness, all of the like everything, and this is after like the fantastic elements of the tournament are like mm-hmm. that was that was fantastic. Hunter Hunter, um, you know we'll see what happens. I'm I really want to stay tuned. Hopefully there'll be some more greatness coming from that show. Hopefully, I'm always optimistic.
0: The next arc of the manga is very hype, so hopefully it gets animated one day.
2: Hmm. Yeah, just you just gotta way. love the creativity of the Nen powers.
4: Yes, but who remembers that first dub of Hunter Hunter?
2: We don't talk I, about that dub. I do remember. <laughs> the, the. I always wondered why Toonami or Adult Swim never got that Hunter Hunter series from nine. It, it is for good reason that they didn't. Well, it's actually a really good anime. Yeah. It, the dub is... Uh, it, it, I mean, the, the, the guy who was His Hisoka was really good, but other than that...
0: <laughs> everyone else was bad. <laughs> yep. Kind of. Yep,
2: I'm glad no. that we ended up having a much better dub.
0: Thank you, Bangzoom. You saved us.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. It was such a... It was... It was... Uh. It, it was... Like... There were some people in there that you maybe hadn't heard much before, which is really great. And they were trying out new people all the time, so that, that cast was really exciting to find out who was voicing the characters every week. And to think there was a time where people were like, I oh, don't know how I feel about Christina V's uh, Killua. <laughs> she killed it, yo. She was amazing ridiculous and uh now anytime that erica mendez plays like a boyish character it's like it's just gone <laughs> it's always <laughs> gone even even her little cat character on ReZero.
0: yeah i like, mean i it's, feel it's erica <laughs> erica now gets typecasting to a lot of ganky uh character types usually
2: yeah and I gotta say, mad props to Hunter Hunter for showing Gong get so pissed. Like, you would. He's always been such a kind and forgiving boy, but then you flip that switch and he is a murder machine.
0: Yeah. As a ra- Laser said in his recent article, Gong needed a Snickers.
3: Yeah. That, wait. It, wait, wait, wait. Don't you mean. Deku's father. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that on the internet, did you? I have because not heard of image, that. There's an image floating around where like Gone when he's in that state, uh, him and his, his mother got together and that's how <laughs> Deku was born. <laughs> what? I'm not sure. How
0: yeah, I
1: I'll I will show, that's,
2: you I will show you this when I find That's again. weird and messed up. and
0: He's a, a child. Him.
2: He's still a child, even if he aged up his body for. He's just a boy. Life. He makes the killer choice to basically pull off his potential one time so that he could get vengeance. Yeah, like, he gave dang, up his man.
0: lifespan for Nen.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Basically he had a Roy Mustang moment. Yeah.
0: Times Full 20.
4: it
2: was freaking brutal. Yeah, yeah I know some people's like, well, they just kind of hand waved that and now he's all better. I was like, yeah, but I oh, it'd be a really sad story if his life ended that way, but
0: All I'll say is yeah. people need to read the next arc. <laughs> there will be payoff, I promise.
2: Oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Mango Slip. I really enjoyed having Hunter Hunter on Toonami, and I'm glad that they played the whole anime. Alright. Mr. Jarrell.
4: Number two is Gundam IBO, which actually took the um let's see. In my Gundam, it actually took the number one spot, and Wing actually went to number two. Gundam IBO was just basically the epitome of what war is, especially with child soldiers involved. I mean, child soldiers are pretty much like kidnapped and forced into doing things that they shouldn't have to do at a young age. And they're considered to be expendable by all means. And that's pretty one, you know. It was so much politics going in, you know, the haves versus the have-nots. And the funny thing about this is, man, the criminal organizations were probably the more decent people than the ones that were actually being legit. You could actually see that that they actually did care about the peace, especially with the turbans and how they were against, you know, with Tegan and everything. And I hated fucking Julia. I wish she would have fucking died. But oh my was, god,
5: yes. Yes, thank you for mean,
4: saying that. I mean, I fucking hated her so fucking much. So did because I. Because she was not the better pilot between her and Mika. But the thing is, like, you could not get attached to a character on um, IBO for the simple fact, you start liking them, they die. And, yeah. You know, and, uh, like Villana system, man. Two. Not to mention, you know, the cringy part of my, um, nine-year-old, um... bride bride. bride, I was just like okay this was the one thing I did not want to ever see in a Gundam series and you know for lack of better judgment I was like we could have did without that we really could have but the overall series was good and like I said y'all know I served but it's just those stories war stories tend to be more compelling to me especially when it's done well and told well and the main characters were all great. You know, you
5: That's definitely really great that you represent that though, durrell Like, like you're you're pointing out the a series of of even in some of your other shows of warriors. Like you're really uh, representing like how Toonami represents warriors. So like every fan likes a different element of Toonami. That's why I I enjoy the the uniqueness of everybody's lists, but just like yours.
4: Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, when you, you know, worked in this kind of community for so long, you kind of see how those things point out, because I really hate politicians. <laughs> and I saw a lot of those in um, IBO. Like, some were decent, some were just downright horrible. I mean, you get to see a lot of things, like, you know, growing up, I saw certain things within criminal elements, you know. And then you just look at, um, there was some racist stuff, you know, going on within IBO. Yep. you can you, you definitely see the systemic racism yep. especially with the Martians mm-hmm. you know that was just sickening you know because they're on another planet you know they're only getting paid so much for like the materials that are sending out and, you know it was just like a struggle for equality it's, it's and those things translate to today and that's one of the things that I have always loved about Gundam series they show the horrors of war but they also show a lot of political manipulation and what's wrong with it
5: Okay,
3: I'm Great down. assessment. Nice. All right. So
5: that was on Paul's list, too, right?
3: Yeah, It was. It was in my tops, my, what, 10 through 6 there, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: We already kind of really talked about that. Um, so I guess it's my number 2.
1: Um,
3: so number 2 and number 1 are basically things that took me by surprise and out of nowhere and i was just like wow this was actually really good um now my number two from what i've heard i guess a couple seasons later in this series in the manga it gets a little crazy but what anime doesn't get crazy and get weird and you go why am i even reading or in this case watching it but uh my number two is the promised neverland
5: Wow, Paul, I'm impressed. Keep going.
3: Wow, all those kids meals. Oh, yeah, that was, lit. I love that shit. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> it, it, it just, it was really, I don't know, I, I wasn't expecting a 12-episode series to kind of, number one, um, go through that first part of the series in a methodical and um, God, it's, it's so, I'm tired at this point, but um, like a, a smooth way, like kind of like how we were talking about Inuyasha earlier, where it just didn't like feel like it was rushed. It was, and it, and it got to the point and it, it kind of took you in different directions where you didn't expect certain things to happen. You know, you thought that the three main kids were all going to get sent off to slaughter and, That didn't obviously happen. Um, I mean, I don't want to really go into too much if people haven't seen it. I mean, there was a marathon of it a couple weeks ago, so you should have seen the whole series at that point. But, um, I mean, it's just—it's a horror series that just took me out of surprise. And I'm looking forward to Season 2 coming up this year, and hopefully Toonami will play it, which... I don't see why wouldn't Aniplex loves the shit out of Tsunami, so you know I, I can't see them denying that or not coming there first. But we'll see what Funimation has to say about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just enjoyed the stories of Emma and the boys, and just you know, it, it was just an, an interesting series. And I mean,
5: the thriller the top
3: yeah, the thriller aspect. That the plot the plot at the end there, which I don't really want to spoil for anybody if they haven't watched it, but
5: Go watch it now. That,
3: <laughs> yeah. The fact that their quote unquote mother is actually you know, one of their mothers is kinda like I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> and it, and it just adds to what the hell is gonna happen in season two. So
5: And it opened up more thrillers for Toonami in general. Like it was, it's a very different genre because it's not action oriented at all.
1: Well, and
5: I'll, that I'll was, talk about that. I'll yeah. talk about
3: that a little bit later, but um, also the, in, cause we talked about intro music, like for some other series or outro music, whatever. Oh, that's fire. For, it is fire. And I love that. I love that song. It's like one of my, it's one of my favorite anime intros, honestly. Um, I mean, there's some other ones that have no dead man. Wonderlands was actually up there too. Dead man. Wonderlands was really good too. There's a couple I really, really like, and there's just some that I'm just like, the hell was that? (laughs) But promise never. I mean that, that intro, like I, I, I absolutely hate when Japan like switches up the intro of some of these series. Like they'll do like four episodes and like, Ooh, new intro. This one didn't do that, thankfully. But I, I actually kind of want them to keep this intro for Season 2. Just because of how good it was. I know they won't do that. But I wish they would. That's do you all I think
5: do. this will uh, uh, create a segue for more um, pace thrillers like this one for Toonami?
3: I think the fact that the anime market is very... It's there's not terrible. a lot of choice. It, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of choice at the moment. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming out of Japan still, which is good. And Toonami's obviously doing originals, which I can, hope they continue to do. And I think Warner Amen. Media will probably. I I, I, I get. I, I just I just see Warner Media like trying to mine Toonami as much as they can. So I see them doing more anime. I don't know if the, if they will co- connect up with. Crunchyroll and even Funimation, I hope they do, because I think that's a good idea.
4: They need but, to link up with uh, webtoons.
3: Well, well, webtoons is part of Crunchyroll, kind of. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really hoping that they continue doing most more, more of that stuff. But I, I think it it has opened the door for a lot of people to be like, yeah, a horror anime can be on Toonami. Um, I think even Megalobox, as we talked about earlier, kind of opened the door for sports anime to come in as well. But I, I think the sports anime has to be along kind of a thin line where, you know, it just it can't be, be like it can't be like over the top where you're just like, can you please set this show on fire and get it off to already? <laughs> <laughs> it, it can't be. It can't be a GXP. <laughs> Do you want it to be candy? Yes. Like has to be champion.
5: For, for those of you who had not heard uh, Paul joined a few of us on another podcast where we talked about the promised Neverland in depth and it is a really interesting podcast we get really into how awesome this show is
3: yes so please go listen to it mm-hmm. but anyways now we finally get to number one thank god I am going to bed soon <laughs> um, yes. soon Paul will be free <laughs> Fuck, Paul. So, 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 Lord is... Let's... I'm interested to know what your number one is.
0: Me too. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, considering... I think most of the obvious choices for me have kind of been weeded out at this point. I was surprised Demon Slayer wasn't your number one.
1: I know. Okay, this is
0: the thing, though. Like, people think that, like... I, like, think Demon Slayer is this, like, unparalleled masterpiece. No, well, I you really like kind
3: of, it. Well, you kind of do, but continue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like uh my number one is Lupin the Third Part Five. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I think I've mentioned this before, but uh one of my favorite anime is the woman called Mine, The mm-hmm. Lupin the Third kind of experimental spin-off. And I would put part five as a very close second to that. And the reason for that is because it really is the ultimate homage to all of what Lupin is and its legacy. Like, kind of the underlying message underneath part five is, is Lupin relevant in the modern day? Like, they bring in all this modern technology. Uh, In the beginning of the series, there's that Lupin game where he has to, like, literally fight against social media and it all is kind of permeating around this. Like usually the Lupin cast is very static in nature because Lupin is such a legacy franchise at this point, there's very little room for the characters to change and develop. But part five pushes against that like grain. It tries to explore the characters. It has that relationship tension between Lupin and Fujiko. Uh, We learn a bit more about Lupin's past through his uh, story with Albert. And even near the end, we have that scene where uh, one of the characters is telling Goleman, Hey, you used to be Lupin's enemy. What happened to that? Have you lost your way? And it's like all these little things that really kind of make it uh, far different from a usual Lupin story. And I think that's really nice because I think Lupin as a series has kind of run its course through the kind of the usual uh, routine of episodic heist storylines. Like, I still love a good traditional Lupin story, but what I'm really looking for now from the franchise is for it to do something creative and unique. And that's exactly what part five gave me here with the more... uh, Narrative driven stories, having those little mini arcs, introducing kind of those fifth member dynamics, like with Ami, who is a great uh, supporting cast member to the Mm -hmm. series. Yeah, and it's like, it really is just a great Lupin series. And uh, well, one thing that really kind of uh, reminded me of this is when I saw the recent Lupin movie in theaters like a few weeks back. And at the end of it, it has this message from the late Monkey Punch of, I I think about a year before he died, where he said, like, I want Lupin to be spread across the world. And that's what series of Lupin Part Five are doing. It's helping the series be exposed to this wider audience with it being on Toonami, with it having an amazing dub, with it uh, telling a more modern story it's allowing Lupin to really reach those modern audiences where, say, a classic Lupin series would not. And I think that is just something extremely valuable.
5: I'm really glad, V. lord you mentioned the timelessness of of elements of Lupin because one of the most classic elements of him is his aspect as a gentleman thief. And that is a really fantastic classical trope that actually inspire the whole series. And they take that trope, and they make Lupin really try to struggle with how does he fit in as a gentleman thief in the 21st century with all this technology? And he confronts that, and he really confronts it in an elegant way that makes him triumph in a way that adapts to the technology, too. And, you know, uh, uh, please, I encourage you all to read the articles on Toonami Faithful, because we talk about this as well in the articles about the, the Lupin the third and the gentleman thief. So I think that it really makes sense to have that sort of encompass all the Lupin series, the, the, the past and, and, you know, he's got that sexual elements, but he also has the happy family elements of certain Lupin and, and he just has certain characters that he interacts with. So uh, it's a great pick. I'm, I'm really pleased that you mentioned it.
3: Yeah, and, by mean, and by all means, and by all means, Kuro, keep plugging things.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really I do want plugging to shout the TF out uh... content. I love plugging TF content because there's for those of you who haven't checked, we have a lot of great stuff. We have a lot of great writers. We have a lot of great podcasts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do want to really shout out like your article, Kuro, on a uh, Lupon. the one where you talked about the whole general <laughs> and theta aspect because I thought that was a very fascinating read.
5: I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, but like Lupon kind of like you mentioned, is like, it's been through all these different interpretations, uh, all sourcing back to the general Thief motif. And if you look at, say, like the original manga, where it's kind of this more zany, super hyper-violent sexual thing, what it is now is very different. And I think that's important to remember, because Lupin is a story that has always changed with the times. And I think now is better than ever, as Lupin's kind of having a renaissance of sorts in the u.s that it's important for it to continually change and i think the woman called fujiko mine did that back in like the early 2010s and now we have part five doing it now the kind of later part of the decade
5: beautifully said
2: very good very good i did enjoy having lupon around on Tsunami. that's such a fantastic iconic
3: cast and it's great to have him around Oh, yeah. All right. Curl, what's your number one?
5: Yeah, I'm so hyped to talk about my number one, guys. Oh, my gosh. I have talked about this before, but I I cannot think of anything more quintessential Toonami than Samurai Jack. This is the series, to me, embodies my classic Toonami fandom and then my modern Toonami fandom. And it... Oh, I don't even know where to start. First of all, it is so beautifully animated. The hard angles of the drawing are really reflected in the way the storyline is because there's a very clear good versus evil element in each story. And Jack is just the very perfect good versus evil hero he is very he's good and he's fighting evil and he knows his directive and he always picks the good no matter what his struggle is and it makes it so wonderful to watch because you can rely on that throughout everything i love good triumphing but seeing him struggle through bad things and have to go through time after time where he's trying to go back in time you know, forgive the pun, but he's trying to go back in time and he gets, he somehow, uh, uh, Aku deflects that or stops that and he comes across that barrier and he just is like, all right, I will move on. And then you see him is this wandering samurai, this Ronin, you know, going about his business, like, I'm going to keep going. That's such a beautiful, beautiful interpretation of good versus evil. Then, then let's add in years later finally we finished the series and we see a mature cracked character that has taken all the pain of having to do that over and over again that he is uh struggling with having been the good character and not having any triumphs and and we still get something fantastic. We get a storyline that builds. We get something more mature, something more violent. You know, we go from robot blood to real blood, and we acknowledge it. This isn't like a moment that just happens, and it's it's like, okay, just like any other animation. Jack is fully aware of it, and he acknowledges it with the audience. So everything that he experiences, even from the first five seasons to the next season, is something we're experiencing as well it is so subtly sophisticated and yet so fantastic I I mean I remember being a kid and staying up late on Thursday nights when I wasn't supposed to be because my parents were really strict and just just watching Samurai Jack because I was so excited to watch it on Toonami and and you know, and then of course they replayed it. So I'm not cheating by by mentioning the classic tsunami because they played it again, of course. But mm-hmm. I will say I, I think that this is the series that made me want to watch tsunami more, made me want to watch everything else, and it also made me realize that action animation can have emotional resonance and and can stay with you. You can watch Samurai Jack no matter what age I feel, and still appreciate it.
2: Very well said. Samurai Jack is a show unlike any other where dialogue takes the backseat to the scenery and the action and the pacing and the music and all the other elements. And, you know, it has its funny moments, too. Mm-hmm. But it's just a beautiful show. Just mm-hmm. a beautiful show. And I I think you you gave a very good explanation of the impact of that moment when Jack realizes he just killed somebody, not a robot, and he's he's not sure what to do with himself. He he he's just trapped in the conflict, realizing, well, you know, I, I guess it's come to this. I have to kill people to survive but I don't want to kill people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of growth that happens in that last season. And I, I think that at the very least, that season starts off really strong and it, it yeah. has a satisfying ending.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Anything that gets you
5: excited to talk about, in my opinion, it is worth mentioning in these things. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting though because like i remember as a kid um the whole like very like silent aspect of samurai jack was kind of the part that turned me off
5: really yeah
0: Yeah, i don't know i i think i just wanted jack to talk more for some reason (laughs) like now it was always amusing when he did talk (laughs) yeah but i think like especially now i have a lot more respect for how jack is able to tell a story with so little words and especially now that we have like say primal where you can very much tell a lot of the foundation of that silent storytelling and jack was the foundation to what primal really is a full silent series um and i think like that that has made me really respect like just how much of a like a uh, kind of masterpiece jack is in a way
2: Yes, it absolutely is a masterpiece, and I feel a little bit bad about not having it on uh, <laughs> my list. But
5: That's why I'm here.
2: Yeah, good job, Kuro. <laughs> I think why yeah.
5: I read
0: it off my list is because I associate far more with uh, my time watching on Cartoon Network as opposed to Adult Swim and Toonami.
2: Yeah, even, um, even though it had a season on Toonami on Adult Swim. And it's really
5: it's really deal. funny though yeah. that we can't we as fans i remember when we just got a glimpse of a possible next season how hype it was on the internet like that's what samurai jack does to us even without dialogue we are very fascinated by the story and and again to do a a great plug to tsunami faithful articles please check out our articles We talk about a silent animation and and why it's compelling. Samurai Jack has a lot of elements, as V-Lord mentioned, where there is no dialogue. And yet it is incredibly interesting. We're just watching, even without like hardcore action um, soundtrack. You know, you're just seeing him slash robots. or You're just seeing him move silently through a scenery or you're just hearing him walk through grass. Everything is tension building everything is important because it's Jack and you really are invested in his character and you really care about what happens and you just want to see some awesome sword-slashing action.
1: And,
2: and of course, Aku is such a great villain.
5: Oh, he's uh, fantastic. Oh,
0: yeah. I've never Absolutely loved a villain fantastic. like
5: I loved Aku. Rest in peace to the voice actor, by the way. He, he was beautiful in all, so many series and he was he was an actor before he was a voice actor in, in actual old classics and, and may I just say Aku would not have been Aku without him and the voice actor who replaced him did a fantastic job
0: uh, the scene right. where Talk. Aku says extra thick is still fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> extra thick
2: and I just love that early in the fifth season when he's having that like, uh having a therapy session with himself. Yes. No, no, this is a safe place. Oh my Don't god! Don't speak his name here. That is
5: so freaking funny. That is so funny. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like yeah. I remember going to season
0: five, and I was thinking, like, oh no, are they gonna make Aku super edgy and serious? It's like no, nope, <laughs> nope. he's, nope. he's, nope. he's exactly wait. the same. That's, That's
5: not good. a problem.
4: But one of the things that was great about Samurai Jack was like the art style, like. As you saw, like the art style, it just changed, you know, progressed through the um seasons, mm-hmm. but it was always so beautiful, though. That's Edgy awesome.
5: angular uh, uh drawing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Darrell. Good, good, good call.
2: Yeah. All, All right, you. it's a beautiful show. So CJ's number one is Soul Eater.
1: Woohoo! All right,
2: it's CJ.
5: Yeah. Oh, we
3: already talked about that one, so we can move on from that. Solidic. Great
5: pick, CJ. Yeah. We all agree. Solidic.
0: I was
3: not
2: expecting that. No,
0: I really wasn't.
2: But well, I'm at least glad.
5: you had a yeah, good pick I, on part yeah, of I was, list.
2: I was a bit,
0: <laughs> I was a bit
2: surprised.
5: It's because he's a meister.
0: <laughs> mm. Part of me suspected he would just put handshakers for lols.
5: Oh, Why God. would you fucking say that? What? <laughs>
0: alright, alright. You, Let's get the you know he out. would do it.
5: No.
2: So, you know, obviously evil. my number one is Tokyo
0: Ghoul.
5: No, no. Sketch, get out. False. Get the fuck I'm
2: from. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's actually Dragon Ball Super.
0: What? <laughs> what? That also surprises me. What? No,
2: obviously it's not. It's One Piece. Come on. Woo!
0: Okay, <laughs> that surprises me less. There's none One of
2: piece. you talked about yet. One Piece. All right, you know, One Piece is my favorite thing ever, even above Ninja Turtles, believe it or
1: not. Mm-hmm.
0: hard.
2: Yeah, but, you know, I... It was just fantastic to have when One Piece was announced to be coming back to Toonami, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Toonami's back, and they're gonna be playing One Piece. (laughs) How did this happen? My dreams have come true. (laughs) It was a glorious thing, and they played it for a good long time, and they played some great arcs, I love the Water Seven arc. It's one of my favorite stories in One Piece, and you know, Thriller Bark's fun too. But I just before Hunter Hunter came along, there was no question that One Piece was my favorite thing to watch on Toonami every week. Even at two thirty in the morning, I would stay up. I would watch it. I would enjoy it. Yeah. I was there. Don't don't you be telling me that I wasn't you showing either. up for One Piece.
1: <laughs>
2: and i greatly appreciate that they heard it and it's you know it's one of my favorite things ever now i do feel like maybe hunter x hunter should be my number one in this case but i'm sorry it's just gonna be one piece <laughs> Completely i love fair. the characters of one piece so much that cast i adore them the it's all about the journey with one piece who cares about the destination? <laughs> the show's been going on forever. The manga's up to about a thousand chapters now. <laughs> so It's the fucking never-ending story. It, 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 yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the never-ending story. As
5: I long hope as that we it get, I, hope it, I, I hope
2: it ends in my lifetime. But, <laughs> you know, if it doesn't, then just be the way it is. I will thoroughly enjoy my time with it. And, it's, you know, it's not on Toonami anymore. That was a bummer, but it doesn't really work so well for Toonami due to the really bad pacing of the anime. <laughs> it's just kind of a slog, but I still enjoyed watching it because bas- basically every episode of One Piece has something entertaining about it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some much more than others, but <laughs> it, was, it was just fun. It was It was always nice. Yep dare I say, comforting to have even at the ass end of the block. It was just it was just nice to have around. And I'm glad that they played it. Even though they had to take it off eventually.
1: Yeah,
5: just a shame. Two sketches uh, 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 credit to what he said about it being on Toonami. I would never have watched the series if it had not been on Toonami. This is another one that got me into One Piece. And I love I fucking love Zoro, and I love One Piece because I took the time to watch it on Toonami. So this is one of those things where, thank you, Block, you have introduced me to a series that I enjoy now.
2: I'm glad right. to hear that because it really seemed like One Piece joining Toonami didn't exactly make more people get interested in One Piece. Nope. <laughs> it, it was already oh. popular, but obviously not at the level of Naruto, much less Dragon Ball. So it's just kinda the, it just kind of the. Oh, but it's perfect I'm for sorry, people man. who
5: are latecomers to like see something on a sh- on a block and be like, "Hey, oh, this is okay. I could watch this." Yeah. you're saying Darrell.
4: Oh no, yeah. I'm just saying. You know, One Piece just wasn't my thing. Like, I'm not into pirates, and it was just goofy. They had it did have its payoff moments, which was great, but. I stuck with One Piece on Tsunami because I was supporting the block, you know. I just wanted, you know, to support the block on it. So you know I've never been into pirates. I really haven't. So <laughs> it just it just doesn't work for me.
2: And while it was on Tsunami, you know, it kind of kept the at least some level of comedy in the block.
0: It
1: did.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it definitely did. I think for like for me, like I kind of waned on watching One Piece on Tanami once it got to uh the more slower episodes of Emmy's Lobby. Mm. But like I, I still like recognize the value of the show on the block. I think like the thing with One Piece, unfortunately, by the time it was on Tonami now on Adult Swim, like the One Piece fandom in the US was already kind of had its own bubble of sorts that's just self-sustaining.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And especially like with how far ahead the dub was compared to where Tsunami was, there was less motivation to watch it at times.
1: Yeah.
2: And there wasn't really nostalgia for it like with Naruto
5: and Dragon Ball. But that's why there's a there's a small element of peep fans like myself who may not have considered it we knew it existed but I would not have watched it if it hadn't been there honestly I remember reading the synopsis and being like eh I wouldn't be interested in that and then seeing it on Toonami being like oh wait no I actually really like this this is hilarious and the characters are a lot of fun and I didn't expect it so sometimes like that's the benefit of seeing things on this clock that things you don't think you like people enjoy because you're doing it in
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Jarrell, what is your number one?
4: Ah, yes, bleach is my number one.
5: Nice, well, I bleach—I
4: wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, fuck you. You know, like,
1: you already know. <laughs> uh, I seem
2: to recall Naruto was his number one in a previous
4: list. At some point it was, but, you know, Bleach is number one, though. Um, you got samurai, spiritual, you know, the basically the spiritual aspect of, you know, um, I guess, what what is it, you know? Eh, dang, ghosts, all that kind of stuff. Not to mention, like, when I, I first saw Bleach, the opening theme always kind of turned me away but then I was like just give it a chance man just give it a chance also open theme song actually grew on me later on but the more and more I watched the more I got to because the art style was so pretty and then I think what really made me like Bleach so much is you know it's not Michelle like people may think that's part of it but when I saw Renji Shikai when he actually um let out Zabimaru and all the tattoos that he had on, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm in for this now. I'm in for the long haul. That's how I got invested because I love Renji. That's like my overall favorite character. Just because of his to tattoos and the fact dude was always wearing a pair of expensive sunglasses that managed to get broke, <laughs> but then you get, but then you get to start seeing, you know, like when I started getting deeper in the bleach, with, especially with the lore, you start learning a lot of stuff about like different captains and their lieutenants and like their backgrounds. It was a lot of good. Pair. Now sometimes the filler can be kind of jarring at times, but hey, who doesn't love rookie rookie? I hated Don Kenoji. he was just
0: annoying.
2: The spirits are always with you!
1: Wow!
0: Oh, yeah, he did the little pose thing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, overall,
4: Bleach was just like that feel-good anime for me. And even though it didn't rightly get his, you know, due just, it is now, thanks to the the finishing up of the thousand-year arc, or arc, which I feel like it was much deserved. Which probably means that we'll get one more movie and I'll just be able to say, hey, my anime finally got its ending and I won't have to listen to shit about Zack and Steve telling me, haha, (laughs) One Piece is still going.
0: Bleach is back, bitches.
2: Let's just (laughs) hope it doesn't turn out like the final act of Inuyasha.
0: I think the benefit, though, with that final arc of Bleach is that so little happens per chapter that it could easily fit into like 26 episodes.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: the thing <laughs> is I'm kind not of like a
2: backhanded compliment.
4: No, <laughs> the thing is you I don't I don't mind it being like a short like episodes on that. But the thing is they did Taito Kubo so bad, man. Like his editors really didn't fight for him.
0: So I mean, big, so like a lot of that's misinformation though. So actually our fellow uh, writer Sakaki actually translated a post interview with Kubo, and a lot of the stuff near the end of Bleach, particularly the ending, was actually his own decision. He was actually what? suffering from health issues.
4: See, nobody told me, man. And I was looking for every article I could get. I don't even know how you got a hold to that, man. And I'm normally good at finding all good information. So thanks for cleaning it up for me, pal.
2: Hey, because V Lord obsessed. How do you like burn the witch? Oh,
4: dude, I love Burn the Witch, man. Like, it was so many bleach references in there, man, especially at the end. So sad. I was like, God, yes, it did a sign breaks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Burn the Witch is a ton of fun. (laughs) I just
4: wish there was more, though.
0: I feel like there's uh, season two of the manga coming, so hopefully they'll make a film for that when that comes out.
4: I mean, because. Yes. I mean, Burn the Witch was just, like, it was fun and entertaining for those three episodes. Like, it was three episodes, but, like, to be honest with you, it was really fulfilling.
1: Hmm.
4: But, you know, y'all know I'm a big bleach head, and Mm -hmm. it's late. I'm tired, but, yeah. Mm
5: -hmm. (laughs) That's a great pick.
2: Thanks. Mm -hmm. Shut up, Paul. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Yourself.
3: All right, Paul.
1: I <laughs> think been I can for what this
3: your moment. number one is. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. If you've heard previous podcasts, if you've heard, if you've keep the kept an eye through. on my, you kept an eye on, don't, don't give them any answers. If uh, you've kept an eye on my Twitter, then you should know what my number one show is, but um, my number one show is Parasite. I wouldn't so. have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, people. Go to your room.
2: Now, this I'm is very you, interesting. Mary. Paul always pigs himself as somebody who really values action in a Toonami show. Now, of course, Parasite has that. But his top two are suspense thrillers. hmm He's evolving. I know. For once, he's a man I of I culture. I
5: him about the suspense thrillers, though, remember? hmm
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's very interesting to see how these shows have kind of you know come into Toonami and they have kind of and I and I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm probably not the the only one that thinks that Parasite's the number one show since Toonami came back, um, and that's because Parasite did a really good job of just as we spoke about in the first part. Um, you know, just how Parasite was, it was just, you know, it came out of nowhere. I mean, the main character gets laid. Um, there's yeah, action. Yeah. There's a real reason. Like, there's suspense. There's a lot of killing. There's a lot of fucked up shit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just all around. It's just, it was just a really good show. And it's awesome. It's, yes, it you is. know, I, I, I almost want them to kind of do a sequel of that one. I don't know if they ever would.
5: I don't know how you can continue that storyline, though, Paul. Like, it was really beautifully rounded out.
3: It was. And that, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Like, it, it was, if I remember correctly, it was, it was like 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and again, when you get when you get into like a series, it's like 24 episodes Sometimes they you know these, these anime studios end up screwing it up somehow, I feel like sometimes and I just it, it just didn't feel like that with this show. It was just a very yeah. constant very constant.
5: good
2: adaptation I mean now, it probably helped that it was written a long time ago
3: right I mean in Paris it's kind of like a horror classic at this point in Japan right. and,
5: and, and yeah, it's I, still relevant
3: and and I think I, I think it was you sketch that mentioned. the the part where all of a sudden you know they 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 had that rampage to the school and then the next day it was clean and everybody's back at school no you mentioned that did i mention that okay okay maybe i was smart
1: yeah
0: i am (laughs) i mentioned that in the second part i think too (laughs) what's that no i was saying i think i also mentioned that in the previous part of this
3: yeah i think you mentioned it and then i was kind of built off of that yeah it was just it's just so it's so funny to see that because that that was the only issue i had where i was just like wait a minute this doesn't make any sense mm-hmm.
0: a very mm-hmm. 90s writing choice yes
3: yeah, so i'm like i'm like maybe maybe that wouldn't work no no the cleaners Not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah the cleaners oh you're gonna need more than cleaners for that
5: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. who wouldn't okay. want that job <laughs>
3: oh i wouldn't <laughs> i'd probably go in there and be like well i i, I you have a nice day walk away <laughs> yeah no no uh, I, I would not want to have that job god damn that one that one parasite just like slaughtered a bunch of students and teachers it was just like
5: it's also kind of in a weird way scares the crap out of you, but also like you keep coming back for more. It's got some alien elements, but some like philosophical elements and the really timeless part of it aside from the science fiction is really talk about the environment a lot. Like the, the, the parasites mention how humans are abusing their environment a lot and they do it in a way that's super relevant to today. Like yeah. it's very, very well adapted to when it when it like forget that it was what originally 1988, so it's a 30 year old series, and yet like I would never have thought that watching it on Toonami, it was perfect for when it aired.
3: And and I find it f- interesting that that was that was the first series that Sentai put on there, and it ended up being. And and by the way, like I said, I mean I'm I'm serious when I say like. There's a bunch of people that actually think that that was the best show that Toonami's had on the block like, since it returned. <laughs> like me, so I mean, it, it's it's just it, it 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 hit all the it hit all the right things, and you know that's just
5: that's and, just why well, that's I, like, it had a it not weird sex scene. Like the sex scene was
1: it was like, beautifully done. It was yeah. well
5: done. It wasn't weird, and it wasn't like really expositional. It was just like it was a it was an intimate moment, and you watch it, and you were rooting for the character. It was it was uh, it was seamless.
0: It really works because yeah. it's not about the
3: sex; it's about the emotions,
5: mm-hmm. like in that
1: moment. Yeah, right. it was about the intimacy. Well, and, it,
3: and it and it was it was, and then I also think I mean this might sound a little funny too at the same time, but it 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 was like it came at a time where like. I felt like Shinichi really needed a win, mm-hmm. and because he had been facing a lot of crap up to that point, and he was even, you know, it even seemed like he was going to lose her. So for that to happen, and it was woven in so
1: it was logically, it
3: was it was done logically in a way, in a methodical way that made sense. I, that sounds weird to speak like that about sex, but it's just like it's like it, it, the story like weaved it in so well that it was, it just, it, it, it was, it made sense.
5: I haven't and, actually seen any other anime series weave in sex the way Parasite did, to be honest. No. And I, I really wish that they would take a, a page out of Parasite. It was done really well in that.
4: Well, it was too. one, but I don't, it's kind of uh, not so much obscure, but like his and her circumstances, Probably. Drill, but
3: drill, drill. The blue girl doesn't count.
4: I said his
3: and hers. Uh,
4: <laughs> I swear, man, I'm gonna cut your tongue out, man, and I'm gonna
3: skillet. But you know, and and one of the the one last thing I'll add to the ending, it mm-hmm. had a good ending. That
1: mm-hmm.
3: I I I can't tell you how annoying it is with some of these animes that we've already talked about in this. These top tens, both parts, where the endings are just like, what just happened? Wait a minute. Like, no. Let me talk about Gurren Lagan
2: having an awesome ending and then not so much.
1: Yeah.
5: (laughs) As an example.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And then Samurai Jack ripped it off.
1: Oh
0: my god.
5: Don't you talk bad about my samurai jack, you son of a bitch!
2: I mean, the the whole thing with Ashi fading away—you can't tell me that it, Is it
0: the it's the same Dude, We oh, all man, knew it was wait coming. Wait a
5: minute.
3: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. But the game fixed it. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I was gonna say that. I was gonna be like, wait a minute. That's not canon anymore.
5: <laughs> we knew. We knew but what. But like, duh. Of course that was coming. How did nobody see that coming?
3: I wouldn't mean, think
5: I mean, most that people saw
0: like. Hey,
2: it was obvious. Yeah. This, I mean go, going back to, going back to
0: going back to Parasite though. Yeah, like kind of uh, resonating with what Paul said. Um it really makes me wish that uh yeah, we'd get more series that really kind of capture uh just that human element that Parasite does so well. Like yep. the fact that like uh none of the other works by the creator of Parasite have ever been adapted into an anime. And that is just mm. a huge shame because he's very good at uh, just creating characters that feel genuinely human. Like, a lot of the work that he does now is historical fiction. Like, uh, one story that he does is about, like, Alexander the Great, then another one's about, like, the Sengoku period. And, like, he's just very good at these human oh, stories that wait. really
4: show the human it. struggle. Hold on, wait a minute. You said he did one that about Alexander the Great? What's the name of that there? It's called History.
2: Oh,
1: okay,
3: I'll check that out. It's so good! All right, because well, he was, because
2: he was studying... Not to give too many points to Tokyo Ghoul, because he was probably aping Parasite, but
5: it
3: actually did... It actually
2: does explore those topics decently at points.
5: Yeah, GTFO. Why are you bringing up Tokyo Ghoul?
0: Okay, so I will actually agree with that.
5: No, Um, More so
2: in the manga. It doesn't make it a good show, though. (laughs) The anime
0: does not do a good job. Yeah, the manga. here's,
3: Here's the thing, though, like... Parasite's storyline is is so much better than Tokyo Ghoul's that you can't even yes. really compare the Yeah, I, I hate to I hate to say that because no, I mean they're lo- the same. You different. don't hate to say it. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's along the same like wavelength. Okay, just is, wanted to
2: give it some credit. No, fuck Tokyo That's Ghoul so because good, because
3: like, unfortunately
2: it it's like that and Parasite are the only. Shows that Toonami has aired that really kind of explored that topic of what, what makes you human.
5: No. True. I disagree. Well, I disagree. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, we've, we've definitely talked about a lot of half-demons that...
5: Exactly.
0: I feel like those stories, like, yeah, they do it and they do it well, but they don't explore it as deeply as, say, Parasite. And, like, yeah. Parasite, to get a story, like, on that deep of an element, I yes. think, is something special.
5: Yes. And and the one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that the voice acting was excellent. We got to hear some talent that we had not heard on Tsunami specifically and it was really great. You know, actors make the characters and if we didn't have those VAs doing that job it, it would not have been the same series, really. So
2: I tell it, you, ever since that anime, I've, I'm i always happy to hear Adam Gibbs again. He, he really killed it as Shinichi, and he's still killing it in plenty of other roles.
5: And it's on Netflix, so, like, this isn't something if you didn't get to. Experience the pleasure of watching it on um, Toonami, please watch it on Netflix. It was so good. It was really it's it's, it's the show that'll convert you.
3: Yeah, because Netflix needs money because you
5: know. <laughs> they sure have all my money.
3: I mean, it's on High Dive.
2: I think it's still on Hulu. At least the sub is on Crunchyroll. I believe so, yeah. But, but you should watch it dubbed. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Paul, good, I good think, think it's great that you are converting to the thriller and horror, and I think that you are moving into the next phase of what Toonami is going to be able to open up to. I know at
2: this rate, he's he's probably going to really like Uzumaki.
5: Yeah, he'll
0: um,
3: definitely like well, Uzumaki. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not jump, <laughs> off, the let's, let's, let's not
4: jump off the cliff yet. <laughs> I just need floor. for Tsunami to bring in Yormaghan. I'm
0: just gonna oh sure. yes, please, Yorman That'd be so I'm dope. So
5: now sure. our, our our goal should be to get Darrell to move into like some of these newer stuff. We gotta yank him into, you okay, know, okay.
1: well I watch it's everything Darrell has yeah. diverse
4: tastes. Darrell's
0: pretty accessible to most things.
3: Mm-hmm. He no, he is, just but
5: wants loves
3: he That's classics.
4: The I love the world my world classics, but I watch a lot of new stuff, too, though. Look, there are a the lot of tags in Hentai.
5: He loves his classics, so... We though, though
0: clearly, it. the one thing we need to do is get Higurashi on Tanami
3: and see if Paul likes that.
1: Yeah. Anyways, uh, so, listen. <laughs> okay.
3: Let, let me just make this very, very clear. If this <laughs> is the top ten, if this is the top ten where... I'm including all the shows. Thundercats is still number one. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not excluding that. And I'm talking about the original. Okay.
0: Oh, well, would Just Parasite be make- number two?
3: Parasite would be in the top ten. I don't know where I would put it because I haven't I don't think I included that in any list for the top ten yet. So but we kinda decided, I mean, this time around and I think going forward, we kinda decided since it's been what? Like Leave deep.
2: the Past in the past.
3: Yeah, exactly. Leave the past in the past and just be kinda diverse about this one and see how it goes. Yeah. Unlike Darrell who decided to cheat. Yeah, it's, it's alright. No? But
2: but hey, but hey Darrell, if uh, if we omit G Gundam, what what's your last pick?
4: Okay. Really my number three pick um was actually gonna be uh damn. What was it? it was actually going to be Tokyo Ghoul Ugh.
5: oh oh no well really? don't hate me for hating on Tokyo well, Ghoul please
4: well there were certain aspects that I liked about it you know mm-hmm.
5: I know you like the dark stuff though so I can see why yeah. it appeals to you
4: it was pretty dark you know like um Shinichi dude whatever the hell his name is because I can't remember right now being tired but uh, it Kaneki. was the fact yeah Kaneki, um, the fact is he was a little bookworm you know the girl that he thought he liked ended up to be some kind of homicidal maniac that was actually a ghoul. Monica <laughs> Real played her part very well with that. And it was just the fact that some of the things that he actually went through after that, it was just crazy, especially when he changed, <laughs> you know. They broke him so bad to the point that he ended up having to set up a um, split personality to actually protect himself, you know. And that does ha- actually does happen to people sometimes, like they will actually develop another personality to protect, you know, the original personality because the original can't handle it. I would get deeper into it because it's more it's more psychological, but yeah, at this point, I'm just Wait, We,
3: we don't it. have time for that. Already. There's
5: a lot of people <laughs> that love it, so at the very least, you know, don't, whatever I've t- said in Sketch and I probably are on the same page about <laughs> it, I respect other people liking the show. I'll put it to
4: you like this. The anime, I actually, I did like, but the manga does it more justice.
0: I completely agree with that. The manga actually handles the psychological aspects. Right I'd say back. on a close level to Parasite at times. You yeah. Just
2: love how Kaneki is one day is like, you know what? Maybe I should join the bad guys.
4: <laughs> hey, some hey, look at dude. Sometimes <laughs> it's more fun to be a Decepticon. That's all I'm gonna say.
5: You know, well, this is yeah, this sure. is kind of the thing I like about these lists. Like, like we all see something different. For me, it isn't about what shows I like the best. It's about what Toonami specifically brought to me, and I tried to spin my list that way, and I think CJ did a great job of that. But, like, each of us have a different reason for listing each of these things the way we did. But I I like to think that the reason we watch this this, this block specifically, and that we enjoy these shows... Um, there, there is a uniqueness to each of us, and as it is with all our, all the, the, the fans of Toonami and, and that's what's fantastic about it. Like for all of the, you, you who are listening, like see the diversity in what we're all saying, and recognize your own self in that. That just because you don't agree with our list, that's great, that's okay, that's why you should keep watching. Imagine what else you'll see in the next five years on Toonami. You may find something you didn't think you would find.
3: Like speaking of world. lists speaking of lists uh why don't you guys send those send you send us your lists and we will uh do if all you want to tweet we. them to us if you want to like tweet them to us we can uh we may retweet them uh you can at tsunami podcasts and at tsunami news i'll see both so I mean you can tweet us those on uh on twitter uh use the hashtag hashtagtsunami talkback. Uh, I don't know. if I, – I think we said we might read some on the podcast, but we did this before we got any entries. So, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
3: just send them to us uh, through Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll share them. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But
2: and, um, and, and before we go, I just want to point out one thing: nobody picked a Dragon Ball show. Oh!
5: You know, yeah. I was thinking that the whole time, and I'm just glad somebody mentioned it.
2: <laughs> I, I think Colt will be proud of us.
5: We, needed I, to, I, we I, need to say something about that, though. Like, why is it there's five, six of us, and none of us picked, five of us, whatever, I can't count, six, and none of us picked a Dragon Ball show?
0: So, like, for, for like me, agree. like, Dragon Ball was, like, a very crucial part of, like, like fostering my like anime and manga passion as a kid. But mm. nowadays, like I don't really care that much for the anime at all. Um, mm. And super I enjoy, but like, I don't really like think super is amazing or anything. It's just like a fun mm. popcorn watch.
5: Yeah. I didn't like it as a kid and I am in, I watch it now only cause I have friends that like it and I like talking about it with them.
2: Uh. I still like characters in dragon ball. I will still watch old DBZ Kai episodes because I enjoyed those stories, but I just, I could never really get into super and there's just way better
0: shows.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hate being that guy, but like if I were to tell someone to get into DBZ or Dragon Ball now, I just tell them to read the manga, the manga? Yeah. <laughs> instead of ever watching the anime. Like, Let me tell you
2: yeah, something, right. buddy. Uh, read, <laughs> watch Demon Slayer, <laughs> watch Hunter Hunter, <laughs> and just read Dragon Ball.
1: <laughs>
5: uh, <okay>. You
2: probably probably read, <laughs> a read a <laughs> One Piece too.
5: You were gonna
2: say, uh, Was that
5: About about D- uh, Dragon Ball. What were you? What you was your know, input?
2: My thing is, I actually
4: outgrew the show. You know, I still kind of enjoy certain aspects of DBZ. I but think we all did. You know, the fandom, ten, the fandom is kind of what really kind of took me out of it because the fanboy trolls were just ridiculous with it. But one of some of the things is it took too long with fight sequences. You know, hell, it took Goku like, what, about a whole year to get dynamic. But one of the things I hate that they never expound upon was, like, going back and giving more origins about the Saiyans. I mean, like, it is so much about the Saiyans that you could talk about in just one sitting. Because, like well, there it, are, you know, I, I, stories, some stories of the yeah, manga like, that do yeah, that. Yeah, but you know, I want to know a little bit more. Like, I want to see, I wanted to see something that animated, and I felt like DBZ just failed in that um, aspect.
1: Yeah.
5: Also, Goku is a shit dad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, he definitely <laughs> is. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, uh, okay. I wait, mean, wait. I'm, oh.
2: he's. It's complicated with Goku. Piccolo is definitely a better dad. Pickle is dad, yes. Oh, yes, yeah, Tyrone is old. the better dad. Goku... Main... Look, Goku went away to train so that he could save everybody. So, but... it's... it. Even though he's an absentee dad most of the time, I think he has <laughs> but decent reasons
3: you... for doing it, but, yeah, at the same time, no, I think.
5: No, he's I'm not buying it, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry.
3: I'm not... Alright, well... Let, let me just let me just end by saying this: Dragon Ball Dragon Ball isn't shit, and I will oh, no. I will be I will be here to, to, to be the one that defends it and says it's a it's a solid it's a good, it's mediocre. A bad, bad. It's, it's just, a good series. It just and
1: is. It just is. I mean, is
3: it better? Is it better than? Is it better than some of the series that have been on Tsunami? I'm not saying it has. No. It is, but honestly, like I grew up with Dragon Ball Z, and I. Watched all of Dragon Ball Super. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was better than Dragon Ball Z because it didn't drag out for 500 episodes for Goku to go Super Saiyan. So, you know, like, yeah, I, I think people need to give it some more slack and give it a chance more than just going,
4: oh, I don't want to watch it
3: because people complain. No,
5: well, I, it's I, unquestionably, it's the most unquestionably popular, popular. popular. It's the and most I, popular I, series, though. So, like, I think
3: I mean, that. Bad rap.
4: It was part of the original Big Three, bro.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So,
4: I mean, people
3: need to no, shut up. No, and- it <laughs> Big
4: Three. <laughs> I know, but, you know, I'm like, once it went into Big Three territory, it was, you know, it was a I part just, of it.
5: I just love the two main VAs, you know, Vegeta and Goku, like, that whole legacy. That's actually a lot of fun. And when they did that big thing two years ago where they played the game and... It was. It, it just. That's that's the kind of stuff that's like classic and that, that's relatable and like that makes me come back because those VAs they're all really hardworking and they do other work sure but like you know them because you know Dragon Ball so sure like it may not be in my top ten but yeah it's it's a it's a series that if it's on and I'm not doing anything I'll watch. It
0: brings back uh,
4: good memories. I mean, it was one of the animes that, like, you know, it. Do- I will say one thing that DBZ does have, that it motivates a lot of people to actually exercise and get their, you know, they really it's, do want to bulk up and sh- get stronger.
3: It's motivated a lot of people and in, in, to get into anime, honestly, because you hear yeah. a lot of football stars and a lot of rappers talk yeah. about that. No.
5: And the Keep movie, the real-life movie was so amazing, guys, right? I, I'm kidding, by the way. And by the way, <laughs> <by the> way <laughs>
1: I
2: this is the last thing. Well, at this least it time. had Ernie Hudson. <laughs> this
3: is the last thing I'm going to say about it. Dragon Ball Z movies have been doing... I mean, the last one did like $60, 70000000 million, and it wasn't even in the every single fucking theater in the United States of America. That goes to show you that Dragon Ball Zs to go and fuck anybody that doesn't think so. It's
5: a tsunami staple, <laughs> and we can all acknowledge that. I mean, one anyway, thing we'll
3: say about that is that, as much as I don't really
0: care for Dragon Ball Super, the Broly movie is actually goddamn amazing.
3: Yes, yes it, it is. is. Yes, it is. And by the way, if you, that word, <laughs> if you say one more word,
5: two nights ago,
3: you say one more word, V Lord, I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna cut you. Leave Be just, just because or... I want to cut you. No, I'm gonna cut you too. Oh, okay.
0: Paul's getting violent. Uh,
5: Paul needs to sleep, so let's end <laughs> yeah, this end fantastic sleep. and interesting session of all of our favorites for the deer.
3: And Sketch gets to re- to, to edit this one. Anyways, because <laughs> I did part one. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, did part well, I
2: suppose one. that's
3: fair. That is fair. And this one was three hours, so yes, it is fair. <laughs> three and, and, and a half hours. The last one I
5: thought was three hours.
3: Anyway, no, the last one was like just under three
5: Hmm. we're editing so. this part out right
3: <laughs> maybe maybe. who knows
5: maybe.
3: Maybe. we may I make it a blooper it. who knows <laughs> who knows anyways so um, we'll, we'll make this quick because you guys have heard our podcast 50 different times so uh, again if you want to send us your list uh, please tweet us at Toonami Podcast or and or at Toonami News on Twitter and uh, we may retweet your list Uh, We'll probably retweet it on the podcast. Well, I mean, we we could retweet it on Toonami News, too. Um, This will more than likely be the last podcast of the year. So, uh, as always, thank you guys for listening to us. And hopefully you'll continue listening to us as we we may be the only game in town. (laughs) But um, please please do listen to us and please give us feedback because the only, way, the only way that we can do stuff like this, like a top 10, is by you guys giving us feedback. And the email you can send that to is podcast at tunamifaithful.com And please do send us feedback because we can't do things if we don't know.
5: I so. love feedback. Send the feedback. Please.
3: So, anyways, why don't we just...
2: The only feedback we don't like is the kind coming from uh, Kuro's mic. <laughs>
5: Thanks. I tried to manage that. I'm sorry.
2: You did good. You did good. I just just can't resist
3: the wordplay.
5: It was a good one. It was a good one.
3: And and then when uh, Sketch... When we can't find Sketch, we know who killed him. Um, Yeah.
2: That sounds pretty sus.
3: (laughs) It is very sus. You were being very sus there for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So... And the only other thing that I want you guys to visit is podcast at tunamifaithful.com. That's where every single episode of our podcast is. So please do visit there. It just gives you the social media and all the apps that we're on to listen to us. So please go there as well. Um, but let's get on out of here. Uh, I think we'll do this with uh, V-Lord. Where can they find you?
0: Um, first up, you can find me on Twitter at vlordgtz. Then I also write stuff for Tsunami Faithful and all-comic.com So check out my reviews and editorials on there. I'm also occasionally on Twitch at twitch.tv slash vlgdz And then I host three podcasts. Uh, the Demon Slayer podcast at DSlayer Podcast, The Dumbweaves podcast at Dumbweaves Pod, And then the Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod. So check out all of
3: those.
4: Shaman's ass plug
3: I, I love how you, uh, you lightning round that I will that well I will done. take the, I will take the knife away from your throat. No Why thank you, Curl, <laughs> Where can
5: they find you? You can find me on Twitter at happykurokitty. You can also find me on any of other tsunami faithful podcasts and tsunamifaithful dot com articles. There's a lot of great content on the website. Even if it is dated, it's really interesting, and I encourage you all to continue commenting and sharing because, as Paul said, we love to hear your thoughts, we love to hear your comments, and we want to know what else you want to see, so please share. Keep plugging things.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Terrell, where can they find you, sir?
4: In the bottom of a bottle of booze. Um, But seriously, (laughs) though, you can... Shut up. Seriously, um... You can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai7 at Twitter.com. The other one is um, Nasia underscore Rojo Adanasi at Twitter.com. You'll pretty much know it, but, you know, I have to say something. You know, I appreciate all the well wishes and, you know, everything, because this year has been like a dumpster fire for me, Mm.
1: especially
4: with COVID and some of the things I've had to deal with this year. So, you know, to be on the
1: podcast,
4: I love you guys too. But, the thing is I just wanted to say how much I really appreciate, you know, not only my podcast mates but also our listeners who actually do know me. You know, your prayers and well wishes, you know, it helped me get through this year because like I said it was a shitstorm and a dumpster fire. So that's all I had to say and I, I just
3: appreciate you guys. We appreciate you too.
1: Oh.
3: Now give me all your booze. Um. <laughs> all right sketch point. where can they find you sir you can find me
2: on twitter at sketch 1984 and uh, sometimes i pop up on the tsunami faithful
3: discord which will be more
2: and paul where can they find
3: you <sighs> well i'm gonna be in my i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you i swear to god <laughs> i'm tired enough to do it um well you can find me in my bed because that's where i'm gonna crawl to in about two seconds um
5: I don't feel right about that, Paul. I feel like that's occupied territory. Darrell's already there.
3: <laughs> he's gonna share sharing is he's gonna caring. To, he's gonna have to fight my girlfriend for that, so I don't, I don't know how that's gonna go.
4: We can be seems. a trouble. <laughs> She'll kill you.
3: She'll kill you. <laughs> I hate you so, so much. I know, I know. But anyways, so you can you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. I gotta make sure that I gotta make sure that I pronounce these because i am really tired um you can email me paul at com, and like sketch i pop up on the discord from time to time uh at paul Piscrillo, if you want to summon me to the field so to speak and because really. these, these assholes shut up durell keep trying to uh bring me on among us I, uh, i'm i'm there as well so um, and then, you know, Instagram.com slash Bob as well. So that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening and tuning in for our top 10 of Adult Swim shows, or should we call it the Adult Swim edition? Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, and hopefully 2021 will be a lot better than 2020 because, wow, this has been a shitty year.
1: But uh, Yeah.
3: That's it for the Tsunami Fable podcast and the top 10. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. We're out. Do
1: this.